Hello, I'm Steve Turton. This is my Conversations with the Pope, episode 28. If you're a new listener, I think we're the only Liverpool-based sports betting podcast. I think that's the case. Certainly the only Scouse sports betting podcast that also references The Sopranos and The Streets on a weekly basis. We've got a very special show for you today. It's boxing heavy. We're going to be joined by Golden Gloves head coach Wayne Smith, who's also the assistant coach for a lot of Pat Barrett's fighters. And that includes Lyndon Arthur. He's going to be in the corner this weekend for Lyndon Arthur's light heavyweight title fight against Anthony Yard, live on BT on Saturday night. So we're going to break down that fight with Wayne, uh, get a little bit of insight into camp, get his thoughts on last week's boxing, including Roy Jones and Mike Tyson and Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce. And he'll also be previewing this weekend's boxing Uh, with the Billy Joe Saunders-Martin Murray fight, as well as the stateside action with Danny Garcia and Errol Spence. That takes up a a lot of the show. Uh, We've also got a couple of our regular features. Popey's not too happy with the batch of unlikely lookalikes that have come in from the listeners this week, but not new there, I suppose. There's a couple of tips and some discussion around, of course, the passing of Diego Maradona earlier this week. And we spend a little bit of time looking at Liverpool and Klopp's drop over the fixture pilot. Get in touch with us at my convos with the Pope. Send us any subjects you'd like us to talk about or any questions you've got for us. And just generally interact over there. Um, if you do enjoy the show, Please do subscribe if you're a if you're a new listener, and if you do get a second, if you could rate or send us a a little review, that'd be fantastic as well. Tell your mates, spread the word on your socials for us, and uh, as I say, as always, enjoy the show. Morning, Popey. Well, it's afternoon, but yeah, how are we, mate? You okay? I'm not bad, lad. I'm not bad, you know. I... Need to reset the clocks there, and hell, yeah? I don't know, it's, yeah, it's dragged out a bit this morning, lad. I'm just, I'm okay, I'm just sick of physio. I'm sick of physiotherapists. We've got some, um, I know we're getting a bit obsessional with the sound on this show, aren't we? I think it sounded pretty good last week, but got some potential sound mm. issues again this week. George Pond, the gardener's back with his chainsaw next door. <laughs> Obviously, his name's not George Pond. No, his name is George one. Pond. I don't think it's a nickname. I think he was born. He was born for the industry. <laughs> wow, lad, seriously, like I'm, I'm surprised they've got any trees or bushes left. It's every other week. It's the fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre around there. Oh, George Pond, yeah, licensed to thrill, double O shovel. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> It's outrageous, lad. I'm amazed Sting or Swampy haven't been there protesting the amount of fucking trees he's cut down the last year or so. <laughs> well, you're not the only one with sound issues. Like you said, you're getting a little bit little bit pedantic, in my opinion, when it comes to the sound. So basically, for the first time ever, you've got me with my headphones plugged into my laptop. So basically, I can't hear myself speak and I can't project my voice. Lucky for you. And obviously... Hey. obviously <laughs> Obviously, with me glue here as well, it doesn't help. So, uh, 
just for the listeners, if I am shouting more this week, uh, apologies in advance. You're always shouting now, aren't you? Anyway, you're always <laughs> losing your rag. Uh, well, I'm shouting about something, like, yeah, but I, 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 you know what I mean? It's, it's a little bit off-putting, but we'll give it a go for this week only. And uh, depending on how it sounds, like uh, it could be the first and last time. We've got a good one here today. It's very uh, boxing heavy. We're going to be joined by the Golden Gloves boxing gym, Toxstuff's head coach, Wayne Smith. He's also the assistant coach of Lyndon Arthur and Zelfa Barrett, a few of um, Pat Barrett's fighters. So he's, he's going to join us in a couple of minutes, I think, lad, and jump on. I'm looking forward to, uh, to gabbing about last weekend's and, and this weekend's boxing with him. Good, yeah, no, it's, it's it's really good of him to obviously uh, afford us his time with it being a big week for him, as you say, and uh, yeah, looking forward to, to speaking to him as what will be our, our second guest on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. I was uh, last week for you, Popey, last time I spoke to you, we were talking about maybe doing a, an Instagram Thanksgiving NFL, that that never came off, did it? Well, I, I, did, I did manage your expectations <laughs> at the end of the last show and said I probably won't be there and as in probably that means definitely won't be there. So I did I did tell you in advance. Were you, were you sat there waiting for me, were you? <laughs> I was ready. I'm always ready to go, me. I, I'd have jumped on. I was watching the NFL myself. Did you catch any of it yourself, Popey? Manage any turkey butties? Watch me, watch me boy, Deshaun Watson. Watch me ah, boy, yeah. uh, no turkey butties, like, no, but uh, watch me boy, Deshaun Watson, for the Texans. Tear it up. Obviously, I've I followed him out of college, and uh, yeah, it's good to see about yourself. He performed well, didn't he? Performed well. I thought my man Alex Smith as well done quite the job in Washington. Uh, sorry, in Dallas against Washington, he's come back player of the year written all over him, hasn't he? Well, did he, or was it more down to the the running game and the hat trick that the the rookie running back scored? Possibly, but I think when you're so terrified of a quarterback in form like Alex Smith is, you're uh, probably protecting against the pass. <laughs> <laughs> protecting against you the hate pass. yourself, lad. Come on. Uh, Do you think he solidified his, um, his status as the runaway winner of the uh, comeback player of the year so. on the back of uh, that performance? I think Joe, back-to-back Ws? I think Joe Buck was... Uh, I think he might be on the 60-1, to 1, Joe Buck, to be honest with you, in commentary. He was waxing lyrical, absolutely pouring it on, so... Yeah, I think uh, I think he's gonna nail it. I feel a bit like Alex Smith myself this week. I'm back in physio over me back, over me neck, me knee. Uh, I've got. Is that all linked to the knee? Is it? Uh, the, the back and the neck, like that. all. That? I'm just as Tony Bell you put it to uh, David A coming into that second fight. I, I'm a broken man by the looks of things, aren't I? I've got I've got a 10k charity walk for shelter for the fight against homelessness in 10 days. <laughs> As you, <laughs> I didn't even realise there was such a thing as a charity walk. Do you mean a run or a walk? No, it's a walk. It's a walk. It's not a very charitable effort, is it? Just fucking going for a little walk, like. But well, each to their own. listen, you know, if it raises money, and some of our listeners have have donated already. We've got Moss Day, Alex Crow, Tom Forshaw, Andy Worsley have all um, donated so far. So big. Sh- Don't be expecting anything. Well, I was going to say, have you not uh, got your mucking funny out yourself? No. No, no, obviously not. So I'll start calling you the uh, the show's very own Tom Moore then, eh, lad? <laughs> I think he can shuffle around his garden a bit faster than me at the moment with these injuries. <laughs> He's still crying about this knee, yeah. Come on, lad, you need to, you need to get over that now, don't it's you? the back, lad. The back's worse at the moment. We've got to see an oste- osteopath this week. <laughs> ah, sh- How was your Thanksgiving, Steve, anyway? Did you manage to get your vegan turkey turkey butties in the end? Do you know not? what? It was a delight. Uncle Douglas took me to physio and um, I was out and about in the cab with him. He actually came in, had a cup of tea, uh, socially distanced, of course, and watched the first half with me, um, the first, sorry, the first quarter, 
of the uh, Texans game. So that was that must have been entertaining. Uh, oh. Oh, he was so close there. Is that the beginning? I yeah, just find it better just to practice. It is. I don't and know the rules. Oh, lad, you've got to catch that. Catch that. Oh, I'll tell you oh, what. Oh, crumbs, baby. <laughs> was that, what would that have been? That it would have just been yeah, down, yards down, the, down, yeah, down, down the field. Like, oh, it's a cup Oh yeah, there was a bit of Michael Douglas on Thanksgiving watching watching the American footy, like so. <laughs> it's an interesting concept. So what's the uh, what's the banging of the vegans run all of a sudden anyway? Is it just attention seeking, like, or is the is there something more to? I give it up. Nah, I give it up in the summer. I give it up. Me missus at the time, I suppose you should say now, shouldn't you? Uh, is vegan or was vegan? Um, Fucking hell, have a cry. So <laughs> I'm bringing you me woes today, aren't I, lad? Fucking <laughs> hell. Roll reversal today, lad. It's, like a, it's like a Melfi session, this, isn't it? <laughs> or Hesh. I feel like I'm calling on Hesh. Yeah, fucking right, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, and I watched a couple of documentaries, lad. Jesus Christ, there's one called Hogwood on Amazon. Oh, jeez, I think I've mentioned it before. I'll, um, Robson Jerome's mate. Is it uh, Flint? What's his name? Fella from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Um, oh, yeah, what's, what's his, his name? name? Jerome. Jerome. Terrible, you know, for, for, for name recollection on the show, yeah. is, is, um, it's not great, is it? one of the listeners, John Mullen, always pulls us on. For so-called fans of... Sopranos, Casino, and, and now obviously Game of Thrones. We've got terrible memories between us. Jerome Flynn, isn't it? Yeah, he's be. a lifelong vegan. Yeah. He's, he he hosted this documentary. And it was, Bron, 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 I was Bron. thinking of his actual character name in uh, Game of Thrones. Bron, that's top it, yeah. goose, wasn't he? A bit of a Kilroy Silk of the medieval oh, times, I think. Yeah, wasn't he? Not quite a Kilroy Silk, Silk, but who who is like you know? Brendan, I mean? Ro- maybe Brendan Rogers, Lodge, maybe just, just beneath Brendan Rogers Lee. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. he's a wonderful player. Oh, he's Greek Greek character. He's a great human Terrific being. human being. Great character. <laughs> it's getting better. So so, uh, so, it's, so, there's a little bit more to it than just attention-seeking then, yeah, your hipster. It is, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's a little bit of a, uh, you know, planet-conscious move. And uh, do you know what? I'm pesky, lad. I do a bit of fish here and there. I'm not vegan, like, it was too much. I lost so much fucking weight. It looked like Uncle Junior in the nursing home by the time I got back from <laughs> London. <laughs> so what are you going to leave out for Santa this year in the Tate household? Or uh, a glass of almond milk and a macaroon. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking might need the carrots for the roast dinner, to be honest with you. There's not much else I can get on the plate. <laughs> so should we, oh, should we try and connect Wayne up, lad? I think he's, he's ready to jump on with us now. Should we, should we have a little connect them up and see if we can get him on? When you a strong, stand tall soldier They lean on you, expecting you not to fall over Like you never feel pressure, like you made it still So I absorb your pain I'm It says it actually happened There he is, you yeah, alright mate? Yeah, I'm alright, you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm Ben, yeah, nice to meet you Alright Ben What's up? What's up, no way? I can see you sailing now, like Alright, alright Probably a best of you, to be honest Oh no, there he is, yeah Hey! <laughs> Oh, we're getting like that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Hey, I'm getting. I'm getting on now. How are we? Are you all right, Wayne? We're doing good. You're right. Trying to balance it somewhere. Are you in the office? Are you, Wayne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some good to balance it there. Good lad, good lad. I thought you'd have been in the in the bubble by now. No, you're travelling down tomorrow, later in the week. Tomorrow, come tomorrow. 
So what's the score then? What's the setup there with the uh, the COVID, the restrictions and that? I mean, I I've been lucky enough to go to to like all all of them now. Yeah, the match the, the fight camp one, the obviously the Warrens ones, Queensbury, and the NCK one. So I've been lucky enough to do the do the three of them. Uh, basically, get down there as soon as you get down there. You take you get your COVID test. Yeah. Once you tested, you got to isolate in the room till till um your test results come back. Okay. And then you get out. You're not allowed out the hotel. Yeah. How long does it take for the results to come back? Yeah, uh, twelve hours. Shit, so, really? Yeah. How yeah. come they? Because like you get them round here now, and we've done that pilot scheme, Liverpool, haven't we? Where you get them within forty-five minutes. It's mad that they haven't got that set up, isn't it? Do you know what I got? I got one yesterday because obviously I wanted to get one to, before I went down there. You know. Yeah. So I got one. I got one yesterday. I took off forty minutes. Come back. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. And then, you know, we're just waiting to travel up here. So I don't know if it's changed, but the last one I was done with the MTK one was like a few months ago, October on it with Marcel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jay Addis fight. Pardon? The Jay Addis fight, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was the last one I've done, so. Nice one for it. Nice one for coming on, Wayne. Welcome to the show. Yeah, no Steve mentioned to you, but you're, our, uh, you're only our second ever guest. In what's, uh, what is it now, Steve? Our 28th episode? 28th show it is we're on today, isn't it, Popey? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> our first one was former Everton player, Peter Reid. So let's face it, you've hardly got a big act to follow, have you? <laughs> <laughs> you're a red or a blue yourself, Wayne? I'm a red, mate. I'm a red. Oh, good lad. And yeah. I go- follow red on for the change. So I was going to say, I've got big boots to follow, but like, seeing he's a blue and his really. <laughs> nah, <but laughs> I've yeah. still got to no. give him respect, man. Really. Yeah, he's a good he's one. He's a good lad. He's a good-, good one to follow red on, because I don't know whether you know, but Steve's a bit of a closet blue, like... I always get this thrown at me just because I try and keep the peace on the podcast, Wayne, you know what I mean? We, w- yeah. we wouldn't have any blue listeners if it was for Popey, like... No, it's him and his mate, Blue Mick. They're, they're all for the blue boys, as he calls them, like some. <laughs> Definitely sympathiser, like. I don't know about that. What you, just before we get on to boxing, Wayne, should we talk a bit about footy and the injuries and that? We're a bit, uh, bit used at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, the injuries have been bad, but you know, to tell you the God's honest truth, mate, I've lost a bit of interest in it. I can't watch it no more. What, the fans and, and that? Can, uh, and with the, without the fans and that, it's just, it, the, the momentum's gone. I just can't watch it. It's mm. just like, it's just boring. It's just, it's just like, I can't do it no more. Can't get like, into I was it. as well, being VAR as well, sucked the enjoyment out of it for me. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? Mm. It's just every decision's being like overly scrutinised, isn't it? Especially in our games, for whatever reason, there's no more flow to the game. It's If we score, you can't celebrate, do you know what I mean? It's it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, of course. All together, but I don't think they yeah. will invest too much money Well, we're big, big NFL fans, Wayne, and... We and John were talking about it yesterday. Would it not be better to just give the managers a challenge, like the NFL? And if they see a decision that they want to challenge, they, fl- they throw a flag down, and that's when it gets reviewed, rather than every decision having to get reviewed as the game goes on. Yeah. It's, it's, need to do something, like. Gotta do something, haven't they, mate? But... You've touched a bit on the COVID restrictions and that there, Wayne, but what's that like for the fighters? You've just said that you, you have to stay indoors for... 12 hours, say, sometimes before you get your test. It's hard enough anyway, fight week, isn't it? You know, fighters are a little bit tense and a little bit off the wall. 
what's it been like? What's the added element been like with with this and not just being able to go for a walk freely or take the take the mind off things? To tell you the truth, mate, I think it's it's horrible. Yeah, it's all, you know, it takes your freedom away from you. You know, you get especially with the um, the fight camp one was the worst one we went to. You got all the security. Like it was like being in an open prison. To tell you the truth, yeah. Uh, not that I've been to open prison. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, no, it was like you got up there. We got tested straight away, and then you banged in your rooms. You're not allowed to come out. Your you, your food gets delivered in brown bags. Outside the, you know, I phoned up, yeah, I'll have A, B, and C. Next minute, jumps in the shower. I think, where's my food? But it's been there like straight away. So right, like, yeah. Straight away in brown bags, so it's all already prepared. Yeah, yeah. Plastic, you got plastic cutlery, so it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, um, <clears throat> takes your freedom away from you. Mm. And then you've got select times when you can use the gym. There's not really much. Pl- you can't go out for the walk. No. Um, around the garden, what the other little gardens like going around the yard in in, in the jug like so. That used to be David, like David A's thing, wasn't it? And Lennox Lewis, they loved going for a walk late at night, early hours. There's there's none of that, I presume. You got, to, I think, all we all go for a walk with our fighters. We all go for, we all go, you know, it's it's just take the mind off things, you know, stretch the legs. Maybe the whole week, the lads have got to go and maybe do a run, or maybe if they're on weight. They'll go out for the fresh air. Yeah. Rather than treadmill. And it's just like, it's 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 an older experience. I'm, I'm glad that I've experienced all of them mm. as a coach. But I can imagine as a fighter, it's like, they've got to get everything done and then leave for the full week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. It's not like you can pop out. You know, if you forget like your razors and you can pop out and go to boots and no, get your razors. No, it's no, no. Like, if you haven't got it, you haven't got something. It's do heavy. you know what I mean? So you're up the you're away from your family as well, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? You're completely yeah. lost. It's a bit, it's a bit hectic. I, it, to me, it's it's an experience. Yeah. Which, like, obviously, as I've just said, I enjoyed. Um, but, like, tomorrow, going back down tomorrow, it's not so bad because... A normal fight week, a normal fight week, is you, you do the full week, like the Monday, you get down there the Monday, it'd be the, um, the open workout, the Tuesday, you'd probably have a day off, Wednesday be the press conference, Thursday, you'd be, be, the boxers just be making weight, and um, Friday the weigh-in. But within that time, in that full week, you can go out. You yeah. Know, you can, you know, you can go for a walk. You know, if you're in London, you go down the shops and walk around, you know what I mean? Oh, that's like, that as well. Yeah, yeah, but with this fight camp, it, these fight camp things, you're just in a bubble. As I say, the exp- and it's a bit like if you don't like your opponent, sort of thing. You're seeing them every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're in the same because you're using the same gym and that, aren't you? If you if you're trying to get down weights, you're in the same. You have you have you have certain hours. Right. Hours at all. You pick your hours what you want to use the gym. Yeah. And um, so you don't bump into them, but you know, saying that. You, you're all in the same hotel. Yeah. And, you know, you're sitting in the... <laughs> you're just sitting out in the hotel, aren't you? It's like, where'd you put your vacation on the Imagine, imagine you know? Tyson and Holyfield at the same breakfast buffet, exactly. like. <laughs> imagine Tyson just in general. It's just a bit bizarre, but it's good. It's but, an experience, as you bit, say. Yeah. Great experience, great experience. Yeah. Wayne, we've, 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 
yeah, well, this is it. Yeah, of course you do. That's that's the case. Obviously, a lot of sports, not just boxing, as you just touched on with the footy. Myself and Steve, we've been quite uh, pretty critical about the boxing since we started the pod this year. I think it was in March or April, particularly with the domestic fights and the fact that none of the big names have been anywhere to be seen, and you don't really get too many of the the, the, the sorts of the the bigger fighters fighting each other, whereas you look at something like UFC, and it seems to be every weekend, these churning out uh, fights that everyone wants to see. And how do you think, is that a concern for you, obviously being in the game, and how, how do you think boxing can stay relevant moving forward? Because obviously you're always going to have issues with different promoters, and look at someone like Mayweather, for instance, obviously he'll go down as one of the greatest boxers of all time, but then his records tarnished slightly because people say he was ducked and dived and he just constantly protected his, his, his own, as he used to call it. But if he was in UFC, he wouldn't have the opportunity to do that and he would be put up against who, who the public had wanted to, to fight, basically. Have you got concerns, obviously, being in the game? And as I say, how, how do you feel as though boxing stays relevant moving forward? This day and age, boxing, it's just about business. It's all business. You know, you're not going to find a, um, a promoter skin tire no, no all the promoters are skin. you've got like the ex all ex like legends are all doing dinner shows at the Art Devonshire house do you know what I mean yeah and you've got like all the all the promoters are all still broke through the time yeah so the fighters come and go so it's just a, it's just professional boxing is just about business the general public haven't got a clue about professional boxing and they don't understand it like the, the journeyman the way they you know, they brought in for someone to build the records up and get the wins and get your records and build build up to ten and all before you fight for like a central area title um, or English title. The general public will go to that Echo Arena, watch the bill and think, "Oh, he's fighting him. Who's this guy? I hope he wins." But if you know boxing, you know who's going to win. Basically, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And the rival promoters, I just think. It's just boxing. You can't, you know. It's it's business. You know, it's a beautiful, a beautiful game, but a horrible business, and that, yeah. that's fact. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's boxing, and it, it's just going to get worse to tell you the truth because everyone avoids everyone. Yeah, and this is it. We're a sports betting podcast, Wayne, and, and we often touch on. We look at the like we review. Sorry, we, we preview the, the boxing for every weekend, and you got like once a hundred shots, once yeah. to one on shots every, every week. Yeah, boxing. even at it's more like ten to eleven, like a lot, lot, lot closer sort of competitive fights. So as a as a spectator sport, obviously you're gonna naturally want to watch a more competitive fight than you are just someone in there with a journeyman who's just gonna be a punch bag for three or four rounds. Mm. Yeah, of course. We all like the last weekend just gone. That was competitive yeah. fight. Daniel Debar is a great fighter. Great fighter. Yeah. But his age and his experience told in that, that fight. It's all right knocking journeyman over and knocking them all out. But when you know you got you got you got someone who's been to the Olympics, you got someone who's been, he's got a silver medal in the Olympics, he's won ABA titles, you know, he's 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 been around the world, he's Commonwealth title. So you can't just write someone off like that and say, you know, that WSB, you're fighting the best fighters yeah. all over the world. Four two six, didn't he, in that, Wayne? Yeah, of course. So you can't, which a lot of people just, oh, this Daniel LeBar is just going to knock him out because, yeah. you know, it wasn't the case for me. He got approved. <laughs> <laughs> he was guilty for saying that. He was guilty of that. Wayne, didn't I tell you to back Joycey? I told you to back Joycey, didn't I? <laughs> 
I think Dubois has got to work a little bit harder, John. Yes, there are flashes of, of what he can do, and we all know that the power he's got, but he's probably not working hard enough, and he's just being outworked a little bit. Oh! Oh, dear, oh, dear, it's the left eye, and he's gone down. He's gone down with a jab right on that damaged left eye, and down he goes, and it could be that it's all over right here. He's had enough, he doesn't want any more, and Joe Joyce, by stoppage... And obviously, if you can't call it everybody fight, you know, anyone lands, they're going to sleep. But if you know you're boxing, you know that it's not going to be no pushover. And someone yeah. like, like, cast iron, chin, like, he's got me. He's, a, he's, he's like just, Frankenstein, isn't he? Oh, just like, he's did you fancy Joyce going into the fight, Wayne? No, I did. I did. He did, yeah. yeah. And I, That's I, where Steve must have got his tip from, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did, yeah, he did. <laughs> Listen, I do yes. me, I do me research. I listen to the voices in the no Pofi, You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, no, I, I we, me and um, me and Farrell's telling the kids in here. Once you got that TV experience and that you boxed in that WSB, that's like you know that's priceless. You can't you can't buy that. No, do you know what no. I mean? You can't buy it. You can't buy experience, mate, like that. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to ask you about... He's got a lot of backlash, Dubois, for the way the fight ended, Wayne. I wanted to ask you what you made of people saying he quit there. Obviously, he's a young lad. The eye looked pretty bad. What's your take on that? My personal opinion is this um, this COVID now, you can't take your full corner team. Yeah? So okay. the corner team, you got four people. And four people are there not to watch the fight. The four people are there to do a job. Yeah, you've got one. You've got one watching the opponent. You've got one. You've got your main coach watching your fighter. You've got your other two for the cuts. You still, you know, it's a it's a teamwork. Yeah, you know, people say oh, they're just there and they're watching. No, it's a team. It's a team effort. Now, when you haven't got your uh, your full team to do the work the way you do it normally, it's a bit of a it's a bit of stress on you because mm. you're doing you're doing two jobs. If you get what I mean, yeah. Um, so. Martin Barnes, who's a great trainer from the Peacock gym, he wasn't comfortable using the, the iron. Right. The, the yeah, band. yeah. Okay. Also, he's trying to give him the instructions and cool him down. Yeah. So, you know, as a fighter, you know, you, you fight now, he's got one eye. Mm. So, it was bad enough fighting with two eyes. It was a close fight. So, <laughs> to me, personally, my uh, my thing, if you've got an eye like that, you can't see. My personal thing is like safety, safety first, you know, Pull him out, he can fight another day because eyes like that, I know yeah, I know what can happen. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and we'll talk, um, touch on that way as well. You, when you get hit like that, in the eye like that, you know, my, as I just said, safety first before anything else. But then again, he's got the punches chance because mm. he's a big heavy. He's still got the punches chance. So, you know, you've, it's a bit diverse in, in that situation. But my view I personally thought the corner should have pulled them out. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it was a lot of criticism. Fight. None other and than Ian, I think, called him weak-hearted, which who, is a little bit... Who was that, Pope? Eddie Ian? Well, maybe. Eddie Ian, of all people, yeah. Eddie, was yeah. calling him weak-hearted on the back of it when, obviously, Wayne makes a good point there. Plus, he's only a young lad, isn't he? And he's got to think about the, the rest of his career. What is he? Is he only 23? 23, yeah. yeah. He's a baby, 22. He's yeah. a baby. And at the end of the day, you know, he lives a fight another day because them eyes... You know that could get it. He could have got another crack on that. He could have been dead massively. You know, realistically, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not a game. Boxing's not a game. I'm not in this corner, but if that's my fight and he's got one eye, 
and pulling them out. Mm. Mark Ephraim box for a British title against Bentley. I think it was the week before. Yeah. The corner pulled them out. He had one eye. Mm. After three rounds, though. He had one eye. He had a closed you eye. You've got to see your fighter, haven't you, yeah? If you're in the corner. Yeah, you've got to look after your fighter. You fight another day. And, you know, although he's got a punch his chance, he's also, he's also got a blind sign where he can't see a punch coming at him. Yeah, yeah. So, you know... What do you think, Wayne, for his for Dubois' confidence, obviously moving forward? And if you were his trainer, for instance, how would you go about getting him back on track? Personally, he's just going to have to recover, um, look at his mistakes and just come again, just build him back up again. I thought, I thought he took the fight too soon. Yeah, definitely, Wayne. Um, yeah. I think Frank, Warren, Frank Warren's trying to rush him. I just think it was all the, all wrong and he was overconfident. He, he's the overlook, Joyce. He, you know what I mean? He's not done much, has he? You know, if you look no, at his record. And for Frank, Frank's usually brilliant at, at pacing someone's career, isn't he? And I, I think that was a little bit, as you say, he really did overlook Joyce, I think, didn't he? He did, obviously. But, when, you know, heavyweight boxing, once you've got a punch like he's got, you can knock anyone out at any time. Yeah. But he you you should have just built him up a little bit more, my personal opinion. But, you know... I'm not, I don't speak for everyone, that's just my view. I would have obviously stepped the levels up step by step because, you know, who's he boxed? Who's on his record who he's actually boxed? Who's, yeah, yeah. Who's a good fighter? If you look on his box record and look who's he boxed. Gorman, Gorman was an interesting fight, but he was, it didn't really prepare him for, for one of the big boys, did it? I don't think. Gorman, but again, you know, Gorman. It didn't prepare him at all. It didn't prepare no. him. You can't put Gorman in the same category as Joyce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And Wofford, Wofford Joyce now, he looks like he wants Usyk now, doesn't he, Joyce? Do you think That's he can make... a big step up again, doesn't he? It is, but can he, can he make a splash, Joyce, do you think? I know, I think people, because of how he looks, he looks a bit stiff and his hands can be a, a little bit slow at times. Of course, his jab was great on Saturday night, but... Do you think he can he can make an impact and, and maybe, you know, unsettle the likes of a Joshua or that if he does get a chance to get in there with him, Wayne? Listen, mate. Rumours what I heard when he was GB when he was training in the GB, I heard certain rumours. But someone like him with the engine he's got, you talk about him being old, he's only thirty five. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's with a young thirty five, isn't it? It's a young thirty five. He's not had and many profiles. It's it's hard to train for somebody who's like him. He's he's like he's so robotic. Mm. Who'd you get? Who'd you get sparring? To, 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 it's it's like, and he 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 boxed on the he boxed on the back foot the weekend. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Which it's like, who can you get to, to implicate that sparring and that and that style? That style. Frankenstein. And he can box on the back foot. He can go forward <laughs> nonstop. He's got he's a powerhouse. You got a chin, cast iron chin. So Usyk is class. He's class. He's brilliant. Everyone writing him off saying. Oh, he's not a heavyweight. He's not a heavyweight. He, he only he's he's only a cruiserweight. Listen, mate. Evander Holyfield is only a cruiserweight. Yeah, mate. yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know David some A. Of the best in the, some of the best fighters in the world we've had have only been his weight. Mm. He's got this. He's got the style to beat anybody. But if he gets cracked, he's heavyweight boxing. As I said, yeah. And yeah. He, can't, he can't write. He's just proved the weekend. You cannot write him off against any. Anybody? No. Anyone? No. We would have had this chat last week, Wayne, before I got stuck into Dubois. <laughs> 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 well, 
Well, we'll get on to the tips of the week later, Popey. Maybe we can make you a few quid back this week, eh? What do you reckon? Big, yeah, yeah. big one, Saturday, Wayne. Obviously, you're in the corner for Lyndon Arthur's light heavyweight fight against Anthony Yard. I think the teams... We've spoke about that fight for, well, maybe a year, 18 months now, Wayne. The team have fancied mm-hmm. it for a while, haven't they? Pat Barrett's fancied it. And how's the camp gone? And, and how's Lyndon feeling? Lyndon's, Lyndon's flying. Yeah. Lyndon's like... You know, it's all, it's all the yard show. Yeah. So Lyndon's just like, Lyndon's got no pressure on him. He's getting overlooked and it's going to be another big upset at the weekend. I yeah. hope so. That, that's not, that's, you're not, so, you're not convinced, are you, Popey? You're, you're again, you're, you're no, fancy I'll, yard. I'll take, I'll take my, my opinions on boxing with a pinch of salt after uh, after well, last week. <laughs> I think I've lost all credibility not that I had any in the first place. <laughs> no, like, I, I, I've, I've always, from afar, really, like, like Yard, obviously, he's got a got a decent enough record. I know he's got one loss on there and he's a bit of a knockout merchant. And again, you can say, who's he for? But I don't know. Yeah, I've really got a, a massively strong opinion, to be honest with you. But um, Wayne certainly sounds confident about, uh, about Lyndon, like, I think style, I know it's an, it's an old cliche, isn't it, Wayne? But styles make fights a bit. And I, I think just the length of Lyndon... Just is how he can fight on the back foot. He could really torment Yard, couldn't he, I think? Um, you all right, Wayne? Yeah, Wayne? We... Just come in, you oh, is that Anthony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Ant. Big Ant. How's he doing? Is he all right? He's all right. All right, Ant. This is me mate, mate Pope as well. Yeah. Right, We're just doing a little podcast, just previewing the fights the weekend and reviewing last weekend's day. Okay. Have you got anything in the diary yet, Ant, yourself? I've been told January, maybe, so I'm just getting myself fit now, lad. Uh... Okay, good lad. <laughs> Not too much turkey over Christmas then, or what? My love, I'm just fucking looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to chip it off, Sand. Nice one, mate. I'll see you soon. A bit, lad. Ta-ra, mate. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. Oh, by, by the way, he called Joyce as well. Yeah, Did he, yes? Yeah. Nice. Mom, Mom, I'm not feeling it. 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 i He's got unbelievable belief in himself, yeah, and his team believe him. And once you got that belief, it's like it's something. It's 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 levels mm. that belief. So the thing is to take that away from him. Yeah, you know we've got to take that away from him. Um, Lyndon's jab is one of the best jabs in the business, and if you got to look at the Kovalev fight. Kovalev was years past his best. Absolutely, okay? yeah, years. Not take nothing away at all. Romantic yard, but years past and best, past his best. And when you've got a young lion, as he calls himself, and you've got a young lion like that who's up against it, he's got nothing to lose. Mm. And everything he's done, as soon as he got in that ring, he's, he's fought, he's fought Kovalev. So he's gained a big wage, which sets him up for life. And he's fighting, I've got nothing to lose, so let's go all guns blazing. Yeah. You know, and he done well, and he did nearly get him out of the, one of the rounds. 
You can't take nothing away from it. He's a good, he's a good character for the gym. He's a good ambassador to, um, for the the sport. With the way they've set up the new gym against Snags and all that. But I just, I just believe that Linden has got the style to to beat him. You know, he's not gonna, mm. you know, without going into de- detail. You know, he's to get if he follows the game plan. Linden's got the style to beat him. The only one thing he's got to stay switched on for thirty six minutes. Switched on yeah. concentration levels have got to be spot on. Did you? Know? you and, um, you mentioned he first, kind of that he won't be uh, Wayne, or are you confident that he will stay switched on? Is he quite focused as a fighter? Yeah, he is. But you know, it only takes that little one minute, mm. one second, half a second. You know, and when you're fighting with someone who's a big punch like him. But no, Lyndon's a big puncher. And Lyndon's, like I said before, he's got the GB cat um, pedigree behind him. He's boxed in the GB team. He's reached two ABA finals. He's the one who's fought Joshua Goatsi. You know, a lot of people don't know that about Lyndon. Yeah, Lyndon, yeah. yeah, he's got pedigree. You know, he's been all over the world doing them five rounders in that year at WSB. Yeah. Where you're fighting world-class opponents, you know. And, you know, people are overlooking him, which makes Lyndon more... Dangerous, yeah. And he's got, like, as you say, he's got no pressure on him. No, no, a little bit like Yard didn't when he was going out to fight Kovalev. Exactly, exactly. Roles, roles reversed. The same, the same scenario. He's got no, when someone's got no pressure on him, it's a win win. Yeah, he's in a win win situation. Yeah, he's got no pressure at all. Everyone expects him to get beat. He probably, I've looked at the betting, but he'd probably be like the underdog in the betting. Five to one, he is, Wayne. Yeah, I'm going to come on to that later in this show. Everyone's everyone, everyone, everyone expecting him to get beat. You know, value in that five to one, maybe. Pardon? Bit of value in that five to one. Well, mate, I'd have a bet, even though I'm not a better man. But I would put money on that. I think we should. <laughs> I think we should be asking Tony Fowler, shouldn't we? By the sound of things, you see what see what he thinks. <laughs> yeah. If it's a bet, <laughs> just got off right away. <laughs> <laughs> I know he did. Yeah, see the covenant scooted. Uh, you're speaking to us from your gym, Wayne. I know the uh, the Golden Gloves talk stuff's been. Heavily impacted over the last whatever it's been eight months, isn't it, since lockdown? But it's been back open again this week. What sort of impact can you see this year having on amateur boxing in particular? Well, I think amateur boxing has lost a generation of fighters because of this season. You've got a lot of you've got excuse me, you've got a lot of um, you've got a lot of kids now who have will not come back to the sport. You, the, the flu. You've got a, a lot of kids also who was waiting for the ABAs, the elite ABAs, get results in there, ready to turn over and get in GP team and all that. We've lost all them. So you've got a lot of kids who've jumped onto professional ranks and turned pro, although there's still no pro shows and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's been so many kids who've turned professional and they don't know they don't know what the future holds for them in the, in the professional game. Mm. And they don't look and do any research before they do the the turn pro because what they do, they'll turn pro. Yeah, okay, I'm a professional boxer. Yeah, but they don't understand when you're a professional boxer and you've got no credit, like to sell tickets. You can't sell tickets. Yeah, it, you might as well go on the road because it's all like I said before. These man, these managing promoters, all they want is people who can sell tickets. Yeah, you can't sell tickets. You know, you're, you, there's been in past in the decades before. There's been boxers which have been absolutely 
brilliant. But because they can't sell tickets, they can't get a career. No. Do you know what I mean? And it goes the other so, way as well. You know, you look at someone like Frank Brulioni, who he'd done nothing, but... He was, an, he was an handsome lad and had a good personality. He was selling like yeah, 3,000 tickets, wasn't he? He got a career. Yeah. You know, look, no disrespect to Master Dodd, but, you know, you look at Master Dodd, he's not the best talented fighter, but because he brings all big... He'll be with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You know, if you've got the, if you've got the following, you can sell the tickets. But it's a, it's a hard, hard game. And the, it's the, the massive effect is going to be... Well, we don't even know when it's you don't know yet, do you? And, and for, for the next few weeks, you know, the Olympics, you know, you might have fighters peaking at this year to go to the Olympics, and mm. um, they're being put back next year. Now, who says next year they might be in the same shape and the same form as they was this year? Going, yeah, yeah, the Olympics is cocked up, and it's just it's just a shame, it's just yeah. a shame, Massive, you know, it's effect, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's every it's, and like as I say, we have lost a generation of kids here, you know, because the things like amateur boxing, not just us, but all amateur boxing clubs do, is like you you don't you don't know until you've been in an amateur boxing club what what they do for for these kids. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The and gloves, this is all over the all over the country. The gloves is a prime example of that, way, so, isn't it? So wouldn't say that way, to be honest with you, lost the generation of, of of boxers, like just on the back of obviously COVID, like it's. Uh, yeah, as I say, it's it, it is. It's yeah. Up, yeah, it's upsetting, yeah. like isn't it? And you know, a lot of a lot of the kids can be from deprived areas and whatnot, Wayne. And and a lot of kids, the gym does such good things. Your gym, gyms up and down the country for keeping kids on the right track, doesn't it? We don't know how many kids have drifted into into other areas and other lifestyles this year, do we? You've got kids from our area, so take our club. No respect all other clubs, but our club, you know. I have to have a show every month to keep these kids something to look forward to, give them a date, give them, give them, oh, okay, I'm going to train hard to get on this show. Because if not, they'll go. Yeah. You got other, you know, they'll go. We have a show every month. It's, no one's there. The parents won't come because, you know, the parents are, you know, from single parent families, uh, drug abusers, uh, asylum seekers, yeah. you know, um, Busy working yeah. a lot of the time, Wayne, yeah. aren't he? Yeah, no, but you know, you can always you go to these other shows, and these kids are always packed out. Yeah, these shows with the family and that. But when you got like like severe, the families don't don't follow them. You know, you got a lot of you know, it's it's culture. Mm. It's the culture. You don't go and watch the kids doing boxing. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's mad. It's mad, but we've got to keep these kids active. To keep them in in the gym, yeah. You know, you got you got the other kids who like will never ever ever perform, but it just it's just some way for them to f- to feel homely and be homely. You know, we're more yeah. than I'm saying we're more than a boxing club. Yeah, you know, we're more than, we're my, a lot more than a boxing club. Uh, Wait, now how far away are we from getting shows? I was reading through. I don't want to sound like Norris off Coronation Street here, but I was looking through the uh, the tier <laughs> lockdowns, uh, you know, the, the rules and whatnot coming out of lockdown. And it was saying you still can't go to your nans or that and have a cup of tea, but it seems like you can kind of go to events as long as it's spaced out. Up to a thousand can be in attendance if it's socially distanced and whatnot. What's the news on amateur shows getting back on? Well, I had a meeting the other day with Chris, who's, who's our treasurer. Yeah. Actually, 
we might be having some good luck coming in the new year. We've got a venue there um, in the Lee Jones Boxing Club. There's a venue there. It's going to be, everyone's going to be COVID tested and hopefully we might be getting a little leeway into oh. starting the show back. Amazing. But, um, as for the dates, I do not know. No, you know, no, it's as for the date. But we sooner the better. With this COVID, as you say now, with sorry, with the COVID now, you can get your results back in an hour. Yeah, you know, can't see why not. You can't. You can. You know. Yeah, you can't just test faces and and, and just green yeah, light it and the crowd. Yeah, definitely, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Of course, you know. Yeah, take a little bit of time, but you know. We need crowds, don't we? We do. We, we, need, that, we, need, yeah. that, we need that energy, mate. We, we need, need that energy. <laughs> we need action, don't we? Yeah. We're talking about our young, young fighters yeah. there. There was a couple of old fighters fighting the weekend. You took it. I'm a game respect, hey, I respect that. I respect that. Mike, at age 54, you haven't been in the ring for 15 years. How would you assess your performance, your stamina, and overall how you performed? Well, I'm used to doing it for three minutes. And um, sometimes that two minutes felt like three minutes. And um, I'm just happy I got this under my belt and I'm continuing to go further and do more. You'll do this again? Absolutely. Roy Jones and Mike Tyson, what did you... It was a bit of a different experience. What did you make of the main event? What did you make of the show in general? You know what, mate? To tell you the truth, I caught it on YouTube the other day. Yeah. Well, Sunday. Do you know what, mate? That's off to them. They're making money. Yeah. Keep them fit. And, you know, who says you can't do something when you're 50? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And to be... And so, they're only making money through remaining... It's not for people Pardon? paying to watch it, surely, you know. You didn't pay to watch it, did you, Steve? I did, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> 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 We're having a laugh last week, where we thought it might have been on in the uh, the rocket car. <laughs> But uh, I didn't actually realise it was in the Staples Centre. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to look, look at it. You've got to, you know, they're just selling themselves, aren't they? You know, the, all the clips they showed leading up to it was all old clips of Tyson. Boston. Yeah, for 15 years. <laughs> and the last two fights, he got, he got beat anyway. I know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know. He's such yeah, a Tory, aren't you? He's such a Tory. Watch that. I don't know, okay. Do you know what? I just thought... Do you know what? Roy Jones Roy Jones was my favourite fighter when we were in college, wasn't he, Pope? And, uh, and I remember school. to be fair, lad, you used to go on about him back then, yeah. And I just he thought, did. you know what? I love Tyson. I'm going to give them a last payday. Why not? 20 quid. But I say last payday. You never pay for that, did you? That's pay <laughs> Did you just see the main event, though, Wayne? Or, or did you... Did you watch? Yeah, I just, I just seen the main event. I just seen the main event and I watched it on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Just on, on YouTube. Do, do you know what? YouTube, the, on the undercards thing. Do you know what? The build-up and the actual the actual look of the events, like Snoop Dogg done a little career set, he done about a 10-minute set, Wiz Khalifa done a couple of tracks. It was a really good put-together show. I've not seen a boxing show that well put together for a while, but obviously the main event, I think Snoop Dogg described it as, uh, as two uncles fighting at a barbecue <laughs> for Roy Jones. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's like... <laughs> It's you know, it's marketable. Yeah. And yeah, you're gonna buy you got people like yourself who are gonna buy into it. Mugs. You know. Mugs. <laughs> you know, it's all, it's all marketable, mate. And you know, no one got hurt. That's no. the main thing. He's gonna apparently he's gonna do it again. Why not? You got a ten million pace, you know, for it. Why well, why not? It was pay for view. Yeah. Do you know? 
Yeah. So why why wouldn't he do it if people like you want to buy into it and you've got all the kids who are like Tyson's on the weekend? Yeah. Oh, I've seen all the knockouts. Yeah. Is that what you were doing, Steve? Reliving your youth? Yeah. I was. Yeah, I was. Or Roy Jones was on. Blah blah blah. I was made up. <laughs> I was made up. To be honest Wait. with you. My heart and my grit and my determination. I believe in myself 100%. Every time I'm going to step in that ring, that I'm going to win. He hasn't been through what I've been through. Wait, staying stateside. Obviously, this looking forward to this weekend. We've got Errol Spence, Danny Garcia, Sati. And obviously, it's, it's going to be Errol Spence's first fight after his uh, after his car crash. He almost got killed. Do you think? Obviously, you were mentioning there Dubai. You would have took. You would have gradually built up to someone like a Joyce rather than just throwing him in at the deep end. Do you think it's a bit of a a risky fight for Spence in case he doesn't quite come back the same fighter as he was before? Or what are your thoughts on the fight? Well, obviously, he's a great fighter and he must have been sparring and looking good with the COVID and with the no no air fans and all that. You know, they're not, they can't have these build-up fights. Mm. You know, so the fight has to happen. And I think, I, I, I thought, I don't blame him. I don't think it's a good fight. It's a it's a good good fight. Yeah. Because I'm a big fan of that. Uh, Danny. Yeah. Um, pick, I, I'm a I'm a massive Errol Spence, Spence fight. I think obviously if he can go back to his form or the level he's fighting at before the car crash, then uh, I think he's unstoppable at that weight. Yeah. Be. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of doubts and a lot of question marks around that. Really. But what he, what is saying the car crash happened that long ago? Was it, uh, was it earlier this year, was it? Exactly. Was it earlier this year or late last no. year? No, no, it was over 12 months ago, I think, Steve. Yeah, it? over 12 months ago, so he's fully recovered. You know, he's fully medical. He's fully medical, so he's, he, you know, his medical condition, his, his physical condition is brilliant. So he's, he obviously, you know, his team know, know him and know that he's capable of back to normal. Yeah. Back to ex- exactly, if not better. Yeah. You know, because... Is, wasn't not neurological, was it? No, no. It was just all physical, you know, wasn't no, it? No, no. You know, so everyone, everyone, you know, there's a lot of how many fighters, you know, who have smashed up legs and arms and they come back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's just it's father for a prime example. Of how many times he has said, you know, his arm, elbow, shoulder, you know, it's like fights is just what happens. As as far as far I got any numbers for good surgeons, I'm I'm falling apart here, Wayne. I'm I'm up the wall with my physio and, and body, like <laughs> like David Ayer. <laughs> <laughs> no, he probably will. He probably, obviously, he probably he will because he's had surgery everywhere. But you know, but you, you know take yourself. are you taking Spence? Are you? I know you're a fan of Garcia, Wayne, but are you, are you taking Spence to get the job done and move yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. You got. I, I, I like I love Spence as well. But I, I like Garcia. I like the energies that brings. I like the yeah. team. I like. I just like them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think Spence, Spencer's got a little bit too much for him. Yeah. You know I, mean? See, I can't believe you just compared yourself to a professional boxer when, when you got your injury by being pissed and trying to jump onto a barge into a canal. <laughs> <laughs> like, Is that how you put it? Yeah. No. No, I had about nine pints in London, <laughs> Wayne. Yeah, I fell, I fell into the fucking... Oh, no, I fell into Regent's Canal in London full of ale, yeah. 
He's trying to compare himself to it. Uh, what, Errol Spence, yeah? Haven't <laughs> got a very good yourself, have you, Steve? That's why I don't drink way much, is it? That's why we don't drink much, this is the thing. That's why we don't drink much, isn't it? Things like this happen. Mate, I've been tired from drinking, mate. I'm done. I know you <laughs> said that. Faster, mate. Well, you might have a little one Saturday if Lyndon does the job. We'll see, eh, won't we? Mate, we'll be right back on the motorway straight after. Yeah, getting out we'll of right there. We'd, we'd only be stay there right back on the motorway. There's another little, there's another little comeback fight on Friday night, Wayne, as well. Billy Joe Saunders against Marty Murray. Can can Marty catch Billy Joe cold? I know he can be a little bit in and out with his training, can he, Saunders? Is there any chance Murray can roll back the years and, and spring a surprise there in that nah. one? No chance. Nah. Not a chance in this world, real talk. I hear that Billy Joe. That Billy Joe is a talent. A talent. Yes. Uh, he's 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 talent. But he goes against them. Every single fight he goes against them. You know, he's a ta- listen, he's a he's a talent. Right? And Martin Murray, no no disrespect to him, but he's just there's only one winner in that fight. Yeah, yeah. No, lovely fella. Nice yeah. Fella. I think every time I think every time uh, Billy Joe Saunders has fought. Wayne, Steve's gone against them. Well, what is it, the last three or four fights? Is yeah, it? Eubank Jr., Lemieux. No, he's cost me an absolute fucking arm and a leg like Billy Joe Saunders. He's... What, you know, what are you doing then? Just because you don't like him? <laughs> That's all as it is, yeah. He's, be- he's, he's not bet with his head, you see. He's bet with his heart. That's yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I'll be pulling for Marty. I sort of half know Marty through the St. Helens lads. like So I'll be pulling for Marty the weekend, but... Yeah, if Billy's... The thing with Billy, it's whether he's got his head on it, isn't he? He, he seems to just not be interested sometimes. Yeah, but I think the inactivity which he's had for such a long time and with all these shows, what have been happening, and he's been sitting on the sideline, he knows, and like the Callum Smith fight's just been made. Yeah. You know, he wants a piece of the action, mate. Yeah. He wants to, he, you know, he probably, you know, he, he, he's got to make a big impression. He'll be motivated. He'll the winner of that. Yeah. You know, he, so... he'll. He's good. If you've got somebody of a level to fight, he'll rise to the la- mm. level and rise above it. Yeah. But if you've got somebody, like he said, I can see that fight from the outside. Like It's like Linden and, and Yard. It's like, because I'm not Linden's main coach, I don't I, I don't have to speak with my head and heart. You know, I can use that. Intelligence, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad, you know? Yeah, because sometimes you can get, can your heart can really, end, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? and a lot, of, and a lot of times you know it can happen, you know, but uh, you always need that second voice mm. to say, nah, pull you back and talk shit, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you're saying to me now, like Wayne, I'm sensing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, in more serious matters, Wayne, you, you touched on Dubois' injury there, and we're talking about comebacks and whatnot. You had a, a terrible injury in the 80s. You obviously suffered a, a brain injury during a, a kickboxing bout. You've had an unbelievable personal comeback. Could, could you touch on that a bit for us, Wayne? Tell us a little bit about that and, and just give us a message for anyone who's, who's struggling out there with, with, with issues at the moment. Well, basically, you just said the story. In late 80s, I, went a, I was a boxer, went in a kickboxing tournament, ended up having a brain hemorrhage, em- got ripped off at the last rights. Um, and then I was I was in a coma, semi-conscious for a while, two years in a hospital, rehabilitation centres, physios, physios, osteo- 
every speech fed up because I could talk, which was the worst two years. Once I realized of the injury, which did more or less a year later, or eight, you know, good six months into it, I realized it was the way I felt, you know, I felt like killing myself, you yeah. know, because it was, you know, young lad all his career, I didn't oh, yeah. and then everything wiped away. I, you know, I had to learn to, to do everything. So basically, then, you know, it left, it left scars, it left me epilepsy, which is hard to deal with. Um, you know, I've tried to kill myself, yeah. you know. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm unstoppable. Yeah. And right now, I, 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 I really believe, and I, I try and input to, I tell, I tell the kids in the gym the story, my story. I'll sit them down, I'll tell them how it was. You know, when you ask me questions about it, you know, and then at the end of the day, if I can come through that, getting in a boxing ring is nothing. Yeah. And I, I aim put that to them. Yeah. So basically, you know, I've got never give up on the back of my head. I mean, on the back of my shoulders. Yeah. On the back of my head. <laughs> on, the, on the back of my it shoulders. It should be everywhere all over you, Wayne, really. It should be your message all over. You've just got to believe in yourself so much and, you know, anything's... Anything's possible because when all them doctors ripped me off and said, you know, you won't walk, you won't talk, you, you know, you've been a wheelchair and whatnot, you know, look at me now. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, look at me now. And at the end of the day, you've got to believe in yourself. And like I said before, touched on that before with that dad, he's got great belief in himself. Yeah. And when you believe in you, you can do anything, you can do it. Your belief, your mind, your mind is 75%. You know, a lot of people say it's a lot more of, I thought that was I know your door just opened you know, there. Just come and sit there. Was my door. I was saying, yeah, you just got to believe in yourself, and you know, every day, cherish every day like it's your last because you don't know when it will be your last. Because we all know people who pass away. You know, you wouldn't love that to be your last conversation with whatever I put my mind to do. I do it, yeah. Regardless, yeah. and I don't take no for answer. I don't say can't. I don't use can't. Yeah. You know, it's only can with me. It's like when I first took golden gloves over. You know, when I first come to this building, I got like, "There's no way you're gonna make that because it needs fucking extra amount of spending." Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's infested, pigeon flying everywhere, holes in the wall, in the ceilings, and. You know what? I was just like, I had the vision. I said, watch, watch, okay. Watch. Yeah. And the years and the stress, you know, but it's done. And the, and the way you, and the way you've used that though, Wayne, the way you've kind of used the COVID and, and the gym being closed, you've used that to, with the, well, with, with you've the refurbished the gym, with haven't you? The COVID situation with myself, the COVID was like a blessing in disguise for me. Yeah. Because I was run off my feet. I was doing all kinds and like, I was, I was like, it would give me more time for myself. Yeah, know? yeah. So I, I could sit back and look at the picture, jump out the picture I was in, look at it and say, yeah, A, B and C needs to be done now. And look, my number one priority was me because I was thinking I was putting too much energy into other people instead of myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's got to be about me. So that, that six, five months of what it was, it was all about me. And then I built the club from there. And it looks now, amazing. Which, it looks great, the club now, doesn't it? It's, it's not half come on the last six months. The bollocks, isn't it? Yeah, it's bollocks. It, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't happen without COVID. No, you know, no. I'm convinced it wouldn't happen. You know, but once you've got a dream, you just follow it. 
let nobody tell you, tell you no. Once you once you believe you're going to do something, yeah. just do it. And yeah. Take no. For, don't take no for an answer of nobody. Just go yourself and help do. And now that it, it it is the way it is. I'm, you know, we've got people now who want to help on, help and jump on board. And you know, it's all saying you got these people who want to jump on board and and the boats and in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to jump when it's casting out. <laughs> you get me? You don't want to jump on it from the start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, right. Yeah. What Wayne, um, top man, thanks for that. Brilliant, Wayne, yeah. boss, boss, <laughs> to me, it's such a positive message for your kids and, uh, and for all yeah, young. I hadn't realised, obviously, yeah, the extent of, of, of obviously what you'd gone through. Yeah. Um, so just to hear it, like, and obviously how you come through, it's is inspirational stuff, and obviously the uh, the listeners will no doubt agree. But before we finish today, can I just ask you for um, for one lad to follow out of the gym who you think would go on to to big things potentially and. Dare I say to even make it a third level? Is there any any young fighters that you'd uh, you'd like to give a shout out to? I've got a good few, you know. I've got a good few kids now, and it'd be on be unfair fair to me to say one pick one of them. But yeah, yeah, I've got five kids who are like looking, you know, they're in all the time. I don't have to tell them to do this, you know. What what I say they do, you know, and they've got the right attitude and. It, Attitude is what you need. You know, yeah. you've got the attitude. They've got it. They don't. They're not. They're on time. And the mistakes what they're watching other fighters make, they're not going to make their mistakes. Do you know what I mean? No. Other fights what come from this gym, they're not going to make the same mistake. What Any future what, world champs what, amongst them, Wayne? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. As I say, I'm in this to make world champions. I'm not in this to just be a, a part of the finish. I want to make something. Because that's been the shift with the gym, Pope, as well. It, it was predominantly an amateur gym, wasn't it, Wayne? The Golden Gloves, and you'd yeah. you'd get the fighters through the ranks, and then they'd go off to another team or another management, another gym, like yeah. Fowler with Caldwell and and whatnot. But but now you know you've got Marcel, who's around the Commonwealth um, level. You've got a few more coming through. Uh, you're ready to, to to take them to the pro ranks as well, aren't you, Wayne? Yeah, of course, because that, that was the thing with a lot of gyms before, because you couldn't be pro-am. You know, you had an amateur pro Well, now you can pro-am, so as soon as I got here, I think I'll go make their golden gloves. Then all the years has been gone um, since 1947. It was the first time I went golden gloves ever went pro-am. Yeah. I was turning over with three fighters, Steve Floyd, Marcel Breitwitz, and Byron Abreu. I turned over with them, they turned over with Golden Gloves and since then we've got like, you know, we've had people coming and going but it's only been, it's only been a short amount of time, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. amount of time. We've won, we've, we've won in the amateur ranks, we've won t- 10 national titles, yeah. which is unheard of. Yeah. yeah. Just in, in like three, three, four years, it's unheard of. And, and like, you know, he's always had a good amateur pedigree, hasn't he? Always had a good Yeah, it's always had a good Especially where we are now, because the way I see this now, the, the full across the road is called the boundary. So it's the boundary because back in the day, it used to be like, it was the like, Liverpool 1, Liverpool 18, Liverpool 8. It was the place where the boundary where everyone met, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we're the boundary. We've got some kids coming from all them areas. And like, it's just onwards and upwards for the club, I think, you know. Brilliant. I don't think I know. I know yeah, that, like, yeah, you know, you know. Success breeds success, you know. Yeah, and yeah. The eldest Some lad, Wayne. I've got, I've got two little boys, Louis and Dylan, and we always, uh, we always have a laugh on the show with Louis, my eldest. He's only four. He's not five till April. 
He's uh, he's got a lot of aggression and he stays. So yeah. I might get him down in a couple of years anyway. Yeah, defo, defo. Get him got down. A, got some boss kids. Got some boss kids coming in. Know the young group. It's a good batch. Well, we'll let you get out of here, Wayne. Obviously, safe travelling down tomorrow, and uh, give Lyndon all the luck in the world. And hopefully, we'll be uh, we'll be celebrating a few quid and a, and a win come uh, come yeah, late Saturday night. Yeah, thanks for your nice time. Anyway, appreciate nice that. Nice one, been a pleasure, boys. Yeah. Brilliant, Wayne. Enjoyed it. See you soon, mate. I'll give you a shout later. Spot on, Wayne. Ta ra, mate. Bye, bye, mate. Bye. Nice one. He's a good lad anyway. Really good lad, yeah. Um, good of him to afford us his, his time and such a such a obviously a busy week for him. And um, mm. yeah, really impressed. Obviously it's the first time I'd spoke to him. I know you spoke to him, yeah. and obviously you know him, and uh, yeah, I hadn't actually realised until we talked about it the extent of what well, you can't even really call it as an injury. An injury, really, just I didn't realise how close he was to death all them years ago, and yeah, obviously is uh, the way he's, he's bounced back from that, and obviously the success he's having now with the German totally deserves it, top man, and as I say, massively uh, appreciate the fact he's uh, he's given us his time. He's done incredible to come back to to where he is. Um, you know, he still suffers with epilepsy and whatnot as a as an um, a byproduct of the injury. And amazing, I'm amazed now how far he's come. And it's just a start, as he says, for the gym. He's got a really good batch of lads who I've seen on a few amateur shows. He's got some real talent down there in the gym, and onwards and upwards, I think, for for Wayne and and for the Golden Gloves in in, in Toxteth. Steve, how does um how does that work then? His epilepsy with shows and what have you. Obviously, he's on medication, like, but... Medication, yeah, medication, I think. Yeah, there is some, like, like the gloves have their shows at Envy. I think it's called Fusion now, actually. Yeah. And yeah. it is quite quite strange lighting and whatnot, but I think some epilepsy is not light-sensitive, is it? I'd have to ask it. I'm not sure what the intricacies are there with Wayne, but um, he manages it well, lad. He's a, so many sessions a week they do there in the gym. So many um, yeah, different yeah. age groups. And then, obviously, he's... He's doing a lot of the assistant work as well with, with Pat's crew, as we touched on there, and mm. we'll be in the corner with, with Lyndon on, on Saturday. So it's 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 boss. It's a real testament, and it must be great for the young kids to be around, you know, to have a coach who's had that story. I think so, yeah. Um, it's inspirational at the end of the day, lad, isn't it? Absolutely. Let's hope he inspires Lyndon there, Saturday, but we'll come on to that <laughs> a little bit. Nice little cameo as well by Anthony Fowler. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was a pleasant um, surprise. He best got us out. I was having it uh, just as he come on. I got his Instagram page, one hundred eighty-two thousand followers. He's got. I'll have a bit of that. <laughs> he's almost got more than really, Annie Farley does all right, doesn't he? Yeah, don't be so proud, eh? Just uh, go, go cap and hand if you need to. Yeah, yeah, that might be the way we have to go about it. Well, I'll um, we'll we'll see we'll see if he shares it because I wanted to segue right into Keegan of the week.
obviously didn't mention it when he popped his head in, but I did have Anthony lined up for the Keegan of the Week. <laughs> Shit, ours are here. It's finest day. Wouldn't they? Wouldn't expect anything less of you, lad. <laughs> he had a little joke of himself. It was actually um, to do with the Joe Joyce and Daniel Dubois fight, which we've got about. Oh a well, yeah, don't get, I, I can't say nothing about that. I think that I've nominated myself for Keegan of the Week with me uh, waxing lyrical about Dubois last week. Well, absolutely. You're you're writing for the uh, for the fight prediction on on that, aren't you? On Joyce Dubois, uh, I think you said he'd deal with him with ease, didn't you? He'd, he'd knock him out, no problem. How uh, foolish do I look now? Haven't spoken to a, uh, an expert, a man who's in the game, and he, he's been in the game all his life. And Wayne, uh, and obviously he uh, yeah he laughed laughed me off, didn't he? Really, I was I was going to cut that interview short at one point. Such as the uh, <laughs> such as the embarrassment I felt on the back of. Uh, yeah, me love fest for Dubois last week. So uh, yeah, that's that's my first nomination. Sorry to cut you short there, but you were you were really. looking at Ed to Anthony Joshua. I think you were picking Dubois against Anthony Joshua and uh, the upper echelons of the heavyweight division as well, weren't you? It Not wasn't just, just that, this pick, weekend. Pick, picking him over Joshua. I may add. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've actually got me notes here, Steve, but I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm calling you a shit house with Farley. I've got me notes for Keegan of the week. Obviously, I didn't say this to Wayne. Uh, my Dubois shout exclamation question mark, and then straight after it, absolute spineless coward. Who Dubois is? Well, that's what I've put in my notes. I think, I, 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 and then I'm there. There I am calling Eddie Arnold for for, for, uh, for calling Dubois uh, mentally weak. I think I was saying to Wayne, out of order that lad in it. Terrible, terrible yeah, Eddie Arnold saying that. And then there's me calling an absolute spineless cowards in my notes. It's top Stugat's performance, Dad. I think you were very much <laughs> sympathising with Dubois' injury. I think you were all for him. Uh, um, the corner punch probably should have pulled him out, like Wayne was saying. But no, no, you actually think he was a coward, and it's more, it's more, more Dubois' um, cowardice than, than than your ability to to pick a winner. Well, I, th- I think it's the height of hypocrisy, really. When I, I I've I've just I've just shown what a coward I am. For doing a one eighty there, just just with speaking to Wayne, yeah, I should have really doubled down as I do tend to do on the show. But yeah, just going through my notes there, according to my notes at least, yeah, I've called Dubois an absolute spineless coward. The, wow, the well, irony, you show more bollocks than me, really. You you kind of picked yard against uh, against half of the weekend. So I thought that was quite ballsy of you. You know, so speaking to his assistant trainer, there was good honesty there. As I say, I didn't mention uh, Fowler's tweet to him there when he came on the line, but Anthony actually tweeted out uh, that Joe Joyce isn't going to win the fight with the jab. He was complimenting how well he's doing. And then must have been just as he hit send on the tweet, he said he's not going to win this fight with a jab. Obviously, <laughs> Joyce landed the, the fight ending jab, probably <laughs> partially blinded Dubois wow. with it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Not too dissimilar to the uh, the American commentator on the uh, Javante Davis fight a few weeks ago. It was it was a little bit of an uh, an Al Bernstein moment there for Anthony. But to be honest with you, listening to him there, he's kind of redeemed himself. Won a couple of grand on Joe Joyce. He was actually back on Joyce. So I think we'll... Uh, I don't think he'll take the Keegan of the Week title this week, but it, it was definitely worth a mention. Certainly on the shortlist by the sounds of it, yeah. I think I've got another one for you, Pope, as well. Uh, there was a comedy backlash towards your uh, opinion of the Welsh last week, and people, <laughs> people couldn't believe. Matty Staples couldn't believe. Loyal listener, good mate of mine. Couldn't believe you called the Welsh ostentatious. Probably the most... 
probably the most down-to-earth rural people around, certainly in uh, in Great Britain, I'd say. And I had to double-check the definition myself of the word. I thought I must have it wrong, but no, it's but basically no, pretentious. No. Yeah, so I, I was struggling yeah, for that. Show off. Yeah, show off. Basically, yeah. Don't worry, I, I, know, I know my words. Don't worry, I know me. I'm well versed on the English thesaurus. Um, I was struggling for adjectives. You backed me into a corner, and I was trying to come out with all sorts. But uh, no, I'm going to double down on ostentatious. My experience of the Welsh have certainly found them so. You think the Welsh are showy? Yeah, that that's something. Look, you, look, 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 who, look who their prince of the country is. Doesn't get more ostentatious than that, does he? Prince Charles. Uh, uh, Charlie. There you go. He's an agriculturalist. He's a, he's a, a protester for, for Greenpeace. He's rural. He's got greenhouses. I think you're well off the mark with this double down on the Welsh, you know. Well, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I'll, as I say, I was um, I was backed into a corner and reacted. You're not going to get an apology out of me, and I'm certainly not going to backtrack. I think we've both got to go in the list for our Andy Robertson, Lionel Messi comparisons. Once again, the podcast strikes. We've jinxed him. He gives a the penalty away in 93 minutes. Yeah, absolutely, lad, yeah. We just oh, we want to just scrap it all together because it's to the detriment of Liverpool most of the time, isn't it? But you'll be... Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it's probably uh, it's probably planned as such by you, with you being in uh, the closet blue nose that you are. Well, you can say that. I've also got an absolute fucking massive lump on Liverpool to win the league, so I wouldn't want to be jinxing them too much. But once again, I jinxed myself on the podcast, and I've got to throw myself in for a Keegan of the Week on back in Sheffield United. Don't know if you've seen any of the social media posts over the last few days, Popey. I actually had Sheffield United in three quite substantial coupons, plus a goal, not to win the game, but uh, <laughs> accumulated. They let me down on a sevenfold, a sixfold, and a fivefold. For an accumulated fifteen thousand pound, Sheffield United. Wow! Yeah, wow! So. so what? What? What did it tell you last week? Stayed or I warned you, and you, you're all right. Put me off for Keegan of the week, willy nilly. But what about giving me me other shout credit? So yeah, as I said, I did warn you on the podcast last week, uh, but you wouldn't listen. At the end of the day, stay. You can't polish a turd. Yeah, I've got no sympathy with you whatsoever. If you're going to continue to back Sheffield United, regardless of their second season itis that I told you about last last week, I, I warned myself. I actually said to myself, I've got to stop back on these. But I'd do it all over again. I stand by it. They battered them. They missed so many one-on-one chances. Did you catch any of the game, Pope? No. I'd do it all again. Okay. So so knowing the outcome, you'd still do it, yeah? Uh, well, looking at my bet diary this week, yeah, I've actually got them in. I've got Leicester as a lay. Half-time, full-time at, she- <laughs> at Sheffield United on Sunday. So... I'm just got might not be a bad bet after last night after full and turning them over. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. This was before then. I actually cracked, um, put this bet together on this bet diary together on Sunday, so it was a tough one to take, Popey. And I knew at the time uh, the bet was rolling on to Chel- um, Tottenham plus a goal and Wolves plus a goal. All three coupons were were rolling on to that. So I only really had to get to the Sunday and I could start doing some edging and start doing some laying out. Maybe cash out one of the bets. So. As soon as they missed, they missed an open goal in 93 minutes, uh, I just knew. The other two were going in and it was going to be uh, Wilders, Wilders Warriors who were going to let me down for 15 grand, yeah, wonderful. It was certainly the highlights on my Saturday, uh, just knowing that you put them up on the podcast and I was just sat there full of uh, full of ale, watching the footy. Yeah, and as I say, it was probably the, the high point of the weekend with me being on a betting bet sabbatical that I am. There was no... No chase or of, of of my own in terms of betting that I that I'd done. So I just had to rely on your losers to give me some uh, some enjoyments, which uh, yeah never never fails to uh, 
to deliver it. Is that what's going on? Is it? Are you living vicariously through my losers when you see me with a losing bet? That's where you're getting your betting kicks at the moment, is it? That's where I'm getting my kicks, yeah, definitely, Wonderful. yeah. We, we've gone on about it since day one, and I understand what you're saying in terms of the more winners we put up as a page, the better it is for us to, to grow in terms of followers and then as a, as, a, as, a, as a consequence, listeners as well. But... You know I'm quite competitive when it comes to uh, most things in life, oh, Stephen, and, and certainly yeah. with the head-to-heads we have on this podcast. So I don't want you getting the better of me, uh, and I certainly think we'd have to go back through tips of the week. But I'd certainly say I've got the edge over you. Possibly, we'd have to see to to a level stake. We'll we'll do that one day. I've got to go through the the pods. Well, hang on, you put all odds on shots, so you don't even have to go through. I can safely say now to a level stake, wipe the floor with you. I have a Bryson DeChambeau sixteen to one. I had uh, what was my first ever one? Fucking backtrack since gone well and truly downhill since. Oh, it was the old Yeah, ten to yeah, one, twelve yeah. to one. Yeah, you've had a few good switches. Go. You've had a few good switches. I agree with that. Yeah. What, of course. what have you done for me lately? As uh, most most wives say to their husbands, that that's you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few Liverpool picks. Go on. You'd have, uh, I think I've done all right. You're having fairness. Right. The weekends weren't great, worthy, but uh, well, let's move on to Liverpool and, and staying in the Keegan of the Week section, really. Well, maybe you're firing at the wrong target. Maybe, maybe, Sorry? Maybe you're firing at the wrong target because the, we are broadcasters. We work within the Premier League rules and the Premier League makes the rules. So that's the Premier League clubs. So shouldn't you be talking to the Premier League clubs? Shouldn't you be talking to I don't the know how often I have to say it. You picked the 12.30 kicker. You. Not Hit. you personally, but you did it. Did you? No, us on 12.30. So between now and December and the new year, there's one, one more... Wednesday and then yeah, Saturday but when you say you picked the 12.30 the Premier League us on chose that slot there's a reason that slot is there it's I told it's you I said it now a couple of times these are difficult mo- these are difficult these times are difficult times the stadium's empty of course it's yeah. difficult times and the broadcasters are supporting we have the to, game we, we have to tr- yeah they are but it, well, I was going to say, you haven't really let me get to my Go on then, go on, throw them at me. You. So no, you, you carry on. Well, I, on I, I just think the, the hands-down winner would be Jürgen Klopp, I think, after his, uh, his post-game spat with Des Kelly after the Brighton game. I think um, it's not a good look, is it, Klopp? He's missed the personality when we win, but he really doesn't seem to lose very well. I understand his frustrations, but if he wants a, a strict regiment, maybe he should manage a team on a Sunday down Jericho Lane if he wants to play every Sunday. You know, these... <laughs> These TV shows and TV channels are, are basically paying for everyone's wages at the moment. There's no fans coming through the gate. So I don't really get it, lad. I think he's got to get over the ump a bit, really. I know we've had some terrible he injuries. He does, he does. I agree with you, to be honest with you. I usually defend Klopp, but I just think, yeah, it's, it's very much got the Kenny Dalgleishes about him. Do you remember when, obviously, Kenny Dalgleish come back? Yeah. For his brief spell, obviously he won as a League Cup, but you couldn't interview him. He was very standoffish mm. from the outset, and like you say, it's it's it, you don't know what Klopp you or you know what Klopp you're going to get depending on the the outcome of the game. And I just think the one season we should have won, we arguably could have won the league a couple of times under under Benitez, but when we had a little bit of daylight between ourselves and the chasing pack, obviously Ferguson got in Benitez's head yeah. and he had his fact rant, fact. and then the wheels well and truly fell off. I just don't want I don't want him, to, I want him to get too caught up in all of this. No matter what he says, no matter how much he moans, it's not going to change, is it? It's certainly not going to change this season. No. It might change beyond. The substitutions might change, who knows, but he said his piece, and now it's just becoming a little bit of a uh, 
just, 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 just. I don't know. It's not a laughing stock as much, but you give him, you give him fuel, Pope, aren't you? You give him fuel to, to, yeah. to the to the contenders, really. And he was at it again by the sound of things last night. Obviously, the news come out about Thiago probably not featuring until the new year now, which is fucking devastating for for anyone who's back Liverpool or indeed supports them. But he was at mm. it again, just little niggles about nobody seems to be helping us on the schedule. It's a little bit. Worrying, I think, from a mentality point of view, he needs to yeah. he needs to manage the situation a little bit better. Yeah, it's uh, obviously he's uh, he's named the team and the squad and whatever the club, the mentality monsters, rightly so. But he can maybe do with taking a leaf out of the, his players' books then mm. in that respect because he does seem a little bit a little bit mentally fragile, just constantly moaning about it. All right, so we don't like the the situation we're in now. We don't like the injuries. Could they have been avoided? Yeah, potentially, but. There's, there's no point in you being the spokesperson about it for the rest of the league when the other managers aren't really chirping up. No. In fact, it's playing into their hands. Obviously, Mourinho is, is one of the masters of the mind games and he's had a few comments to say about Klopp and that's probably rubbed off on him the wrong way. Mm. And that, I, th- I think all the while, while he's moaning about it, it's just playing into the rest of the team's hands. F- with a full squad of players, with the best team in the league, we will win the league. But obviously, the injuries, I think, just sort of balances it out a little bit more. But... As I say, it can't be helped. It's not going to change. Just let it go now and just concentrate on, on getting the team ready for the match day, which, in all fairness, the results we've had, bright aside at the weekend, we've been in a fantastic run of form. I get Atalanta, I understand that, and obviously the team selection was a little bit dubious, but that aside, we've had a, a good run of We're results. We're doing all right, considering Pope. So we We're just do- need to focus on you that. Know, we are doing better. You, know, you know, considering yeah. how many injuries Liverpool have got at the moment, there's going to be times where City have got an absolute bucket of injuries, maybe over Christmas, maybe in the new year. All teams are going to go through it. We're doing all right. That point against Brighton, they missed the pen. It might not look like the worst point in the world come the end of the season. They're not that bad of an outfit. And and it was definitely a penalty, by the way. Andy Robertson's. I don't know where... And I know maybe stuff's getting a little bit too frequently reviewed. That's a stonewall penalty, that. Are we actually moaning now the VAR is getting decisions right? I, I don't understand it. Mm, yeah, it's just... I think it was more so the fact that we had two penalties against those two offside goals. I know you can say all the decisions are right, but it does seem to be that all of our decisions are being overly scrutinised, mm. whereas that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case in the other games. We've had... Have you, have you seen someone sent me something like the uh, the lead table of, of our results and we've had like eight against us, which is the more more than any other team in the league, but we've also had seven like for us, so combined 15 VAR um, checks yeah. have, have gone either way with Liverpool. I think the next team's about five or six. So it does seem to be as though the constant the check and more, the yeah, because, because more so yeah, than any that, other that team. Doesn't which, seem which right. does seem a little bit. Does, doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem to be. Uh, balanced to be honest but I agree with you there he just needs to concentrate on getting his team ready for match days which he does do in all fairness and just not get too sidetracked with all this this nonsense and just get on mm. with it give us yours then have you got a couple of Keegans of the week I'm sure I'll feature in them well no obviously Sheffield United one uh, I've already mentioned okay. yeah. Uh, yeah I'll take that but no the, the main Keegan of the week I wanted to put forward was uh, a bit of a segue really from me, me, me last the last one is Mourinho obviously you just mentioned Mourinho there and being the master of the mind games yeah. I think he's he's a master bullshitter as well, to be honest with you. Don't know whether you caught it this week, but obviously uh, we may touch on it in a bit more detail. The passing of the uh, the once great Diego Maradona. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. We'll move right on to that next. I'd imagine, yeah. It's been a lot of fallout, obviously, and and, and a lot of people. 
just just obviously discussing the memories of Diego. I don't know whether you caught it, but Mourinho, I think it was the pre-game press conference for the Chelsea game last weekend, said during the press conference that uh, Maradona would often call him oh. following on from defeats. Uh, uh, which he didn't, let's be honest. I'd probably go as far as to say Maradona didn't know Mourinho from Adam. Certainly never called him, didn't have his number. I think he probably met him at a couple of awards ceremonies and had a picture took with him. And I think that's that's probably as far as it goes. Well, he's never met, it doesn't sound like he's ever mentioned it before, but he mentions it on his deathbed, so it, nobody can really fact check it, can they? No, he died at this point. So, that's so, what so I mean. No well, this is it. No, when there's no retort, there's no kickback. Maradona can't say, well, no, hang on a minute. So I uh, thought that was a bit, yeah, bit distasteful, no, I think that as I say. Very untrue. Definitely. Andy Ashton's got a... Very untrue. Our mate Andy Ashton and, and listeners got a similar one. He thinks Tom Jones never knew Elvis. Tom Jones always goes on about how Elvis was his best mate. <laughs> he reckons that in his Vegas years, when Tom was doing a stint in Vegas, he used to go and knock on for Elvis, and Elvis would send Priscilla out and say that he wasn't home when he was just in the back sitting off watching football, eating hamburgers or whatever. He... Reckons he, reckons he hardly met him in his life. <laughs> I just think with Mourinho, though, as well, everyone was like, sort of, there was an outpouring of uh, sympathy towards Mourinho on the back of it, really. It almost made, um, oh, it made it about him. Faldo's outpouring of grief at Seve's funeral look sincere. <laughs> yeah. Just bullshit, basically. He didn't know Maradona. He certainly never got any phone calls from him. Certainly never got calls from him after defeats. Um, and as I say, I think the extent of the relationship is just a couple of pictures of... Uh, various award ceremonies over the Who years. Who gets it then? Who gets it then, Pope? There, because there's some absolute stonking Keegan's of the week there. Your Dubois one was fantastic. My Sheffield United one was epic. Cloppy's had a nightmare. Mourinho's had a nightmare. What are you leaning towards there? I think, I think, I think, I think given that it lost you £15,000, it's got to be your Sheffield United. It didn't lose me just that, 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 I, Just that cherry on top. I didn't, that cherry on top wins it for I, you. So, although you lost your bet, you've won the Keegan of the week. Okay. Congratulations. What, what an... Uh... What a consolation that is! Yeah, yeah. You don't get you don't get to win fifteen grand, but here's the Keegan of the week. Fantastic! Yeah, yeah. Is this your first Keegan? It can't be your first Keegan of the week. No, I think I've had a few. I think I'm in line for them. Many more them to quite, follow, no doubt. Quite yeah. often. I mean, you mentioned Diego there. We could have really put the fact that we released a kind of footy heavy podcast almost a minute that Diego Maradona died with absolutely no mention of him obviously out there what did you make of it lad what did you make of the fallout and, and the comments and what did what did he mean to you Maradona I actually still haven't seen the, uh, the the film on him and he's not one I knew loads about obviously fantastic player and great memories but did he have a special place in your eye Popey as as far as sportsmen go well, my abiding memory of, of, of what happened last week and obviously the passing of him will forever be Jose Mourinho, <laughs> unfortunately. But enough about him for a, for a, for a second. Uh, no, in terms of Diego Maradona, a little bit before my time, I suppose Liverpool players aside, the likes of Robbie Fowler, Steve McManaman, sort of my first footballer who was sort of idolised outside of Liverpool was, was the real Ronaldo, the fat Ronaldo. Yeah. Obviously, during his Barcelona and then into Milan days. So, obviously, Maradona was, was sort of generationally just, just before that. But obviously, it was, was told about him by me, me dads and uncles growing up. And subsequently seen the footage and, and obviously his, his two goals against England. Equally as, as beautiful as, as each other, you could argue. And and obviously, what he went on to achieve. I, I think, though, the, the World Cup aside, which was obviously a massive achievement because Argentina didn't have a great team. No, one-man team. Really name yeah, too many. Yeah. Very much a one-man team, so to, so to win the, the World Cup single-handedly is a massive achievement in itself. But I suppose what his, his career will 
probably be be thought of more so than the World Cup was, was obviously his uh, his success in Napoli. Yeah, broke the stranglehold of Milan and Turin up until that point. Napoli weren't really much of a team, and again, they didn't really have too many quality players outside the marathon. He's gone there, and he's obviously won two league titles. I think he's won a, um, an Italian cup as well. Mm. And I don't know whether you know, but you probably heard the stories. An Italian ninety, Italy were playing. Argentina in the knockout stages yeah. uh, and the game I'm sure was in Naples and basically all the natives to, to, to Naples all the Italians were supporting Argentina because of their beloved Diego Maradona and because of the demigod he was in Naples uh, and I mean they're so passionate about the national team the Italians that's just incredible isn't it How incredible is that? Name another situation or set of circumstances where that would happen. I think, do you know what? I think it would happen in Liverpool, like. Possibly. If it was England and, say, maybe Xabi Alonso was playing or a lot of our Spanish players were playing at the time, say, Torres, maybe. Uh, I think Liverpool would be one that would probably be the closest to that, do you think? Possibly, yeah, a lot of similarities. Now, I get that with the north-south divide and similar with Italy. So, yeah, possibly, but, but that sort of... Yeah, as I say, in terms of events from last week, the abiding memory will, will forever be Jose Mourinho, rightly or wrongly. But in terms of Maradona's career as a whole, that, that's something that always stood out for me. I heard about that a few years ago. and I'd have to double-check on that, but I'm sure the, the knockout game in the World Cup was was in Naples. And, and as a consequence, all the all the natives and all the Napoli fans were supporting Argentina, brilliant. which is uh, as crazy as it sounds, just as a, a testament to the... Uh, to the high regard he was held in and let's be honest he was a demigod really especially in Argentina yeah, and it's, and it's just look at the fallout antics. three days of national morning it's off the field antics as well you know they, they might have disgusted a few people but he only gets points in my book for how he carried on off the pitch oh without a doubt he lived didn't he certainly lived a life Kate's okay, been cut short 60s no age nowadays but he's. Uh, I'm sure he didn't have any regrets he lived a life and I did see the um, the now infamous clip of Liam Gallagher that you put up on the Instagram oh, yeah, page, yeah, yeah. which was something that was actually, that's that's obviously, as I say, it's now an infamous story, of which I knew of before you put that yeah. up, and I suppose everyone does really, but that's something I was going to share with you, but as I say, there's no reason to now, the fact that it's up it on the page. Sounds like they've had a couple of chuckles with him over the years, a couple of uh, cross swords and cross paths a few times, the Gallagher brothers, haven't he? Was, <laughs> was it a little bit distasteful, some of the uh, the Instagram bets we put up over the weekend? I, I know you've been having a betting sabbatical, but Lionel Messi landed a couple of nice bets for us, six to one to get booked. I think it was... Do you know what I thought? Because I, I, I just, as soon as I read those bets, I, it just had Cousin Nicky all over it. Nah, I'm saying that. I'm, I'm not revealing my sources. <laughs> for, as, for as much of a nice lad as he is, great Nicky. Love him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's always looking for a betting angle, put it that way, and he? More so than anyone I've ever met. I you think. can't have sentiments when it comes to gambling. They were absolutely <laughs> terrific shouts, weren't they, though, Popey? Well, Aguero went. Isn't Aguero to like the new year? I didn't understand no, Aguero, that. No, Aguero, Aguero to took a little knock. He's apparently back on Saturday, so we're going to jump back in on them bets on Saturday against Fulham. I think he's 9-2 to two for a card the weekend. 
And I think he's about eight to one to score and get booked. So so definitely worth a go again. You getting back? Oh, you going back in? I think yeah. so. But we'd have landed the double. Not there. sleeping dogs like we'd have landed the double there, wouldn't we? I think definitely. If Aguero's on the pitch, they've won five 0 against Burnley. I think we should have been looking at a hundred and nine to one double landing here. <laughs> I didn't get your angle about the Reds being gone because if the Reds were gone, then they wouldn't have played. I, I get it. Was it was um, Maradona Aguero's father? Father-in-law, yeah, yeah, yes. Too close to home. I don't think he would have played if he was fit anyway. So that showed a little bit of naivety. But, and then you touch, you touch lucky with the referee booking him when he took when he obviously took his top off or revealed it. That was that was it. That that wasn't obviously premeditated when you were making the. No, pick. That, that's the that that's the whole plan. If you read if you read the write up underneath, Paul, <laughs> the whole point was they they will score and reveal a Maradona tribute top. That that was the whole point of the bet. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. If that's the case, then uh, I'll hold me on. No, no, no. That was the old. I'll have, I'll have to read that back. Yeah, we've been looking for Argentinians all week. Lanzini for West Ham last night. He t- <laughs> turns out he, he was a he's a River Plate fan, Lanzini. So we left him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! I tell you what, lad. Did, did you see? Well, obviously you did. I sent you the uh, the Peter Reid tribute on Granada. Fantastic! Post, I put I? it off, didn't I? He wasn't let. Have we got Reedy back in the limelight, or what? I think we have, haven't we? It usually happens with us. We mentioned something on the podcast or in our little magazine years ago. All of a sudden, they're, they're right back in the uh, in the in the A list, aren't they? Well, it's it, it's thrusting back into the public eye. I think, yeah, getting uh, getting on the show. Yeah, I, I can't see him being the the, the go to guy. In the past, for uh, for his thoughts on, on Maradona after getting roasted by him in the the eighty six World Cup, but yeah, he said we've certainly done more for him than what he's done for us. Put it that I way. think we missed the trick, didn't we? But really, we didn't even ask him about Maradona. We could have been rolling that content back out for the last couple of weeks, and oh, and it was yeah, Blue exactly. Mick. If only we would have had the foresight. Well, it was Blue Mick as well. Blue Mick told me he gave me a shout the morning I was we were going to interview Reedy, and he said, "Ask him if he's still chasing Maradona," and I thought that was quite. <laughs> It's quite a hash for a for a life, or at least that's what you thought he was saying, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. That's that's what I um, that's what I garnered from it, yeah. To be honest, but yeah, you know, it's a massive loss for football, and I think it's uh, yeah. rightly so. He's been the, he's been the talk of the sport all week, hasn't he? He has, mate. Yeah. So you know, big loss, but a uh, massive character at the same time, and uh, gone for gone but not forgotten, as they say. Absolutely, absolutely. Did you catch uh, the Anton Ferdinand doch last night, lad? Over John Terry and the uh, that racial case and racing football that was a bit of a cracker, you know. If you didn't catch that, I didn't catch it, but I, I, I've seen some stuff which was reported in the press about it. And and, and going back to the the actual incident itself, he didn't realise during the game, did he? What what John Terry had said to him, and didn't he hug him after the game? Or yeah, something? you could see it. They were showing the footage, and you could see the further and was just on cloud nine because they beat Chelsea and. Don't get me wrong, he holds, his, he holds his hands up and says that he kind of instigated it. He started calling him a fucking teammate shagger and all this and a scumbag. But for John Terry to turn around and 
It's not allegedly, is it? It, it? I mean, he got cleared in the court of law, but the FA did fine. I mean, he did get the captaincy took off him. But to call him a black sea in the middle of a fussy match just shows... Mad. That's it mad. just shows, doesn't That's it? Mad. Yeah. When, when probably when about 20% or more of the crowd probably would have been black anyway. Yeah. Wasn't he the England captain at the time? He was the England captain at the time, and it's the reason why oh, Capello... That's mad, that's mad. Well, it's the reason Capello left. I mean, well, not only was he the England captain, his partner at the back was Rio Ferdinand, was Anton's brother. True, yeah. You know, yeah. it's a great watch if you didn't catch it, and, and the listeners as well, it's an unbelievable watch. Anton comes across just as a, as a lovely lad, really, who's kind of had his career derailed by it. When you look at some of the tweets that he's had to... Look at daily. The... I was going to say, what's he up to nowadays? Yeah, I haven't heard of him for a while. He's involved. I think he is involved in campaigning. Um, he's got involved with Kick It Out, I believe. He's tried to change the tack there with racism in football. He reaches out a lot with jo- to John Terry over it. Doesn't hear anything back. But definitely watch it yourself, Popey. It's worth catching up on on the iPlayer. Like it was a really cracking documentary. And I mean, John Terry's getting touted for the Derby job. I'm I'm reading, but. You might want to think twice. I I don't know how I'd feel as a black player playing under under John Terry really after the uh, after the documentary. You know, I was going to say it's bad timing for John Terry, isn't it? But just as he's about to start his managerial mm, career, mm, exactly, exactly. We'll see. But he's only got himself to blame ultimately, hasn't he? So. Yeah, I think we've covered enough football, haven't we? There, um, obviously. We spoke about Klopp. It wasn't it wasn't a great day on Merseyside at all, was it? Everton looked terrible against Leeds. I think it might it might not turn out as a bad point that for us, honestly, going forward. When you look back, you look at the injuries we had, Milner getting fucking walked off. I think that won't be a bad point in the long run, Popey. See this girl, she sort of looks just like you. She even smiles just the way you do. So innocent she seemed, but I was Shall we move on to the unlikely lookalikes, Popey? Try and tie this up and get out of here. We, we, we've done a while now. Have you? Yeah, got none. No. Got none. No, got none. No one sent me not neither. Thanks for that, boys. <laughs> Thanks for supporting the show. Well, maybe if you logged into the Instagram rather than your Beards account and you've done a little bit of work on that front, a bit of interaction with the listeners, I'm sure they'd like to talk to you as, as much as me on the Instagram account. Maybe you'd, uh, you'd have a few suggestions coming your way, Pope, you know? Yeah, well, that, that's, that suits you down to the ground. You're a plagiarist, aren't you? You, you work off other people's content and material. Me, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm more, uh, more creative than you, I suppose. Although, <laughs> using this as a case in point, that, that doesn't certainly seem to be the case. <laughs> but like I said, I don't fully grasp this. If you want people we know look like celebrities, I've got a page full. But while we're trying to compare celebrities to other celebrities, I'm struggling a bit. Let's get on to this batch, then. Let's get on to this batch. Uh, you got your laptop ready. You're gonna, you, you might need to have a look at some of these, I have made, some obscure yeah. ones. First one you'll know from Matty Staples, Carlos Tevez and Barry Chuckle. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> just, but that's just uh, that's the most nonsensical one I think we've ever had. Is the, what does it mean? Is the, is there not something there? Just... No, I don't don't say that no, don't stay behave, lad. Behave. And you and you and you you do this just to wind me up. Is there not something there? There's of course there's not anything there. You're talking about some fella, what, five foot two from where is he from? Burnley or Bolton or something, rather than there you go. Who's fucking claim to fame is me to you, from me to you, and he's got a big jaw on him, and he's just basically a um no, lad, I'm looking at that. No, not, obviously no. not. That's absolutely not. I've done that before, yeah. 
from, from what is it in Spanish? No, it's it's annoyed me in fact. It it's annoyed me in fact. So Matty, you're alright to pull me on calling the Welsh ostentatious, but uh, I think you need to look a little closer to home, mate. That's that's the worst one we've had so far. Okay, moving on. We've got a couple of fa- really we've got bad. a couple of fa- really bad. What? Really bad from me to you. Go on. What's that in Spanish? I wonder. From me to you. Who cares? Come okay, on. Okay, uh, a couple for Harry Kane. One from Mike Stevo. Boom Hauer from King of the Hill. Can you see something in that, Harry Kane? Let's see. King of the Hill, a cartoon. The, the main guy, the main character. Nah, Boom Hauer is little mate who you can't understand. Doesn't speak any logic or sense. Possibly like this segment. Can you see something, Harry Kane there? Yeah. No. Yeah, here we go, Boom Hauer. Um, no. No. <laughs> okay. No. Okay, my follow up. I had one for Harry Kane as an old one. I think he looks like the big show, the wrestler. I, I, I'm, I, yeah, do you know what? I'm, I'm actually. I'm with you more, more so than Boom Hauer and fucking Barry Chuck, I'll put it that way. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from there, lad. Bit of a look. A little yeah. bit of a dopey eyes. There's something cooking, isn't there? Uh, another one from. It was actually. There's something there, and that's an obscure one, yeah. Like okay, Harry Kane, Big Show, you're on board with that one. This is a cracker. I think you'll go for this one. Uh, it, it was actually on a meme that our Alan sent me, so we'll give our Alan, we'll give Uncle Douglas the credit. Uh, Brendan Rogers and Kojak, Terry Savalas. The old uh, 80s cop show. Just have a, the baldy fella, Kojak. Have a look at Kojak. Yeah, yeah. Looks like Brendan with the bick out, you know, honestly. Have a little look. <laughs> you got him? Awful. You're not having it? Really bad. No, lads, obviously, come on. Terrific character. It's as if the worse they are, the more you like them. So we're talking about Big Show there. I was about... I, I, I suppose you can call me a celebrity now, can't you? Having this podcast, a local celebrity, if you want to want to want to go with yeah. that. I was about to, I look like sexual chocolates, Mark Henry, the wrestler. The, that's how, that's how mad these are. Do you know what I mean? There's not 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 anything there. I'd have to have a look at the pictures. I'll have to have a look. If at you want to go with someone who looks like Kojak, if you want to go with someone who looks like Kojak, go with Vin Diesel. That's not unlikely, though, is it? It's all about the unlikely Pope. You've got to see something. There's an eyebrow, or there's a look, or there's a there's an expression. A couple on Song Ming. There's an eyebrow. Eh, something there. Something there, he looks like him. Son He Ming. Is that how you say it? Son, you know, Tottenham's. Be careful here, Steve. Well, just, just be. Yeah, just be careful here. What, why? Come on, just be careful. But go okay, uh, this is one from your mate Liam Rowlands. Uh, Son He Ming, the Spurs striker, looks a bit like uh, Mr. Vegas himself, Wayne Newton, after a course of Botox, he thinks. If you search Wayne Newton, a little bit of interracial action there, which is always good, always welcome. <laughs> You seeing that? <laughs> Is that not a, li- a little racist, like no? What? What do you mean? Who? He's a little racist, or, or is that not racist? Oh. No, son, with uh, with name Wayne Newton. Is it not, or is, is that all right? What, what do you mean? Why? Because it's 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 one of yours. I don't know. Just some fella who's full of Botox and plastic surgery, looking like a a Korean. Just, I don't it's know. just a look like, innit? Just looks like him, I thought. I thought you were calling Wayne. Yeah, I thought you were calling Wayne right. Newton a little racist. Possibly, you know. He, he might yeah. get him he, on. We'll ask he him. might be when he gets that look like. I actually think Son looks a little bit more like Marty Murray, not the boxer, the old Brookside janitor from the uh, from the nineties. Is there something there? I know him. I know him. By the way, Marty. Oh no, I know uh, Steve Murray. Sorry, yeah, Marty Murray. Do you remember? Yeah, him and uh, Diane having the uh, the IVF. Used to go home, didn't he, on his dinner hour to throw a shift in? Take his overalls off, did he, and get his, uh, get his broom handle out? 
I don't. Yeah, well, I don't think he could get it up. Yeah, and then they were having a. Uh, there was a bit of fallout after he couldn't get it up. Once I remember. Did he turn out to be an? Uh, did he? T- I'm sure it took a sinister tone. That you know that storyline. Didn't he? Didn't he turn out to be a nonce or something? Might have got that wrong. Really? Do you know what? He wasn't scared to uh, to touch on the delicate subjects, was it? Phil Redmond and uh, and Brookie. Fucking right. Who knows? Fucking, um, what was his name? Trevor Jordash under the patio and that. Some heavy storylines, yeah, wasn't Trevor it? Trevor Jordas, yeah. Jim, Jimmy. He's infamous, isn't he, in Liverpool folklore? Yeah, oh, that's. Trevor Jordas. Marty Murray less sold the school caretaker, like <laughs> Tinhead and the likes, yeah. Absolutely. Jimmy Corkin. Couple from, Those cu- were the days, my friend. A couple from Rory Egan here, Yesterday's Blues, or at Yesterday's Blues on Instagram. Good uh, good Everton account, good throwback Everton account for anyone anyone looking at it. Of course it is, yeah. First of all, he, he yeah. threw one at me, which which was fantastic. He gave me um, Fred from First Dates, the French fella. <laughs> I fucking take that. All day, old Freddy. Doesn't your doesn't your Nicky get that? Uh, possibly. Maybe there's something in the family. Eh? Handsome bastards. By the sound of things, yeah. <laughs> I actually got Orlando Bloom. Uh, I actually got Orlando Bloom again this week off a of girl mate as well. So well, uh, it's been a good week for me on the lookalike front. Poppy. So delusional, stay honestly. Okay, I really don't think you did, but you're so delusional. But go on. Did, did yeah, that one. So uh, Rory's other ones: Iniesta and Jimmy Carr, the old Barcelona centre midfielder. Are you seen anything there? Mm. Ask Rory and, ev- and Matty and everyone else and where they're getting all this content from. Because I, I do actually try... I know you said it got to, it's got to come to you organically, but I do have a little thing from time to time and I just... I just Literally, it doesn't come you to you. Like, so. No, no. Um, I'm not going to slag anyone off too much who's putting anything forward because as I mentioned last, last week, they create more show content than us, but not great, but... Appreciate you putting it forward, nonetheless. They've like. just got to come to you naturally. His other one was Patrick Aubameyang and pop idol singer Gareth Gates as well. A real unlikely cross-generational interracial lookalike. I'm down for that all day. Aubameyang and Gareth Gates, fantastic. No, shite. Awful. Not having it? No. Okay. So much for me saying, yeah, I'm not going to knock anyone who's, who's sending me. You've laced everyone. Yeah, I just completely... Retract, yeah, I completely retract what I've just said there. Oh, last one, terrible. last one, and I'll tell you how organic this was. I come up with this on the yoga mat yesterday while I was stretching me back out. Gary Barlow's advert was on for his new stretching you what? <laughs> oh my god, hot yoga. Oh! <laughs> Whoever thought they'd see Richie April doing down with face and dark. <laughs> but I quite, Please. I quite organically. Gary Barlow uh, trying to sell his new fucking shite Christmas album and his Christmas song. He's the ringer for the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, Gary Barlow. Mm. Get them all. I haven't seen Shawn Michaels for uh, since the sweet switching music days, like. Exactly. I'm just the sexy boy. There's nothing sweet about Gary's new album, like the Heartbreak Kid. He's, he's an absolute ringer oh, would for you know? him. I've just heard bits on the advert radio. Terrible, terrible. Oh, awful. And I can't stop singing it. It's incredible. Is, uh, is, yeah, some... some... Yeah, let's see. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, it's pretty. See, good, it? the gauzy eyes in it. Something in gauzy eyes, but, I think. But, but again, but again, I'll, but again, stay. How unlikely is it? Do you know what I mean? You just knock me there for saying, no, it's got to be unlikely. It's I mean, be obscure. come on, he, not that obscure, he, really. Separated at birth of any. He's a he's a fat pop singer and a nineties high flying wrestler. I can't see Gary getting his leg up for a sweet chin music though, or a moon Can you these days? <laughs> Tubby bastard. Quick story about Gary Barlow. Um, I met him in New York. Oh. Yeah. Uh, me and Lou, we were going into uh, into some restaurants to book it for that night. Yeah. Uh, really good restaurants, and um, uh, like 
this guy at work with, he was our American business manager at the time, he, he, he'd done a lot of work in New York, so I'd ask them for restaurant recommendations, yeah. and he'd give me this restaurant, so it was quite expensive, but we were walking in there on the Saturday daytime to book it for that night, and as we were about to walk in through the revolving doors, Gary Barlow was walking out on his own, and... Louise wasn't that arsed in all fairness, but then I just, but you were. just in amazement went to Louise. <clears throat> well, I just said to Louise in total amazement, I couldn't reach how high my voice went, but it was something along the lines of, It's Gary Barlow! <laughs> Absolute cheddar. Got my phone out and there we were taking pictures with him. I'll send you the picture for the, uh, the Instagram page. Get it over. It's funny you should mention your high voice there, lad. I know you were waxing lyrical last week. We'd done the casino episode last week and you were waxing lyrical about, say, Joe Pesci and how much you like him. One of our loyalist listeners, Jordan Doyle, he actually messaged a unlikely sound alike. He reckons you sound like Broad Green's Joe Pesci. He reckons there's something in your voice and Pesci's. And he, he actually requested if you could do the uh, the Goodfellas scene. Funny how, how I amuse you in your Scouse voice. The biggest compliments I've ever had, to be honest with you. <laughs> give, give me a week, I'll do it next okay, week. Okay, you bring it in next week. I'll play Henry Hill and you can do the, uh, you can do the Pesci bit, yeah? Yeah, yeah, you can't just put me on my toes, but yeah, give me, give, give me till next okay. week and I'll do it for you. Then. Okay, brilliant, brilliant, right? But yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't quite, it wasn't quite bucket list material as as meeting El- Elton John would be. Yeah, fantastic moments in my life, nonetheless. Do you know what, lads? So I've had, I've had Edgar Davids, who have met one eye in Eyton, one eye in Brighton. Yeah, the the national treasure that is uh, is Gary Barlow. You yeah. seem to so, uh... with me. Uh... Yeah, you, you mentioned Elton there. You, you seem to have a bit of a punch on for a for a chubby pianist, don't you? <laughs> a chubby one, pianist, <laughs> as the actress said to the bishop. Wow, yeah, okay, but yeah, what's, what's not to love about Gary Barlow and uh, and Sir Elton John, two uh, two kings of the game, and yeah, I'm sure uh, I'm sure we'll have national days of mourning when they pass, similar to what Maradona's had in Argentina. Well, speaking of national days of mourning, uh, I've been bandying it about this week. I know I don't know how how much you know this, but locally. In the pubs over the years, certainly in like the early 2000s, there was always a death race around Christmas, a celebrity death race, and everyone would pick a celebrity who they thought might be on the last Lazzies. What do you think about us running one on the podcast? That is it a bit distasteful? I mean, you know, we've had we've had our fair share of of, of mourning and grief around Christmas, but at the same time, it's uh, it's good fun, isn't it? Now John's got riding. Peggy wants Michael Parkinson right out the blocks. <laughs> What's, no, what's the little lad on? What's the caveat there for the forecast? What does he want? Well, I think he'd made a spelling mistake, but it looks like he was he was trying to get the uh, the twist forecast in. Yeah, he, Michael Parkinson's via Parkinson's disease by the looks of things. So maybe he knows something we don't. <laughs> maybe he's been doing his research, cracking the books. I don't That's know. Um, what do you think on that, Poppy? No, but in all, in all fairness, to, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, if you if, if you're um, yeah if you if you can't have a a laugh that uh, are other people dying then uh, then yeah when, when can you laugh um, do, do we throw it out no, in all seriousness do, I remember, go on Poppy go on I remember years ago lad a few games of uh, few games of darts few games of arras back in the uh, back in the day we often used to 
have a few midweek games. We did. We, in the, Child uh, of the Child. Yeah, yeah. And it used, to, it used to be a thing there, didn't it? It used to be up on the wall, yeah, and there was all kinds. Back in the day, Boris Yeltsin and, and, and whoever I else think someone cleaned up with us. I think, think someone cleaned up with Osama Bin Laden, didn't he? That's, that's the last one I can remember. That was the jackpot, was uh, was, was bigger Osama, like going. Um, what are we saying then? Are we throwing it open so that. I think you don't, I think you, I think you don't want. Sorry, State. I think you don't want local to Hale Village as well, didn't you? Tight squeeze cleaned up. I'd rather not talk about that yet. I think I took a local councillor out at one point, but uh, might have to edit that out, really. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm all for the death race. Yeah, but we've got to have a list of we've got to have a short list for people to pick from. To no, no, no. Should people just, no. just put their recommendations for? No, give us a shout at my convos with the Pope on Instagram. Just send us send us your nominations in, and what we'll make it, we'll make it a five, right? We'll make it a fiver entry. You send me the money, I'll hold the money, and the winner takes all. The first one who pops the clogs. I've been thinking about mine. I'm going to be controversial. I'm going to try and. I'm going to try and double me winnings on him. I think I'm going to take Joe Biden, you know. But what's the what's the stipulation like? Has it got to be this year or just the first one the to first die? The first one to die out of the batch. We'll have a closing date on it. And the first one who uh, who unfortunately passes away, the victor belongs to spoils, as Bobby Bacalar says. Yeah, the first one to go. He's on Michael Parkinson, our John. I want Joe Biden. Did you hear Joe Biden broke his foot this week playing with the dog? <laughs> Sounds like you fucking just made a glass. Exactly. There's every chance he picks up COVID there on the uh, the musculoskeletal ward, isn't it? Wherever he's going to in, in Washington or Delaware, is it? Where he's from. I'm going to take Joe Biden. Do you want to have a little think of your pick, Popey? I've got one, yeah. No, no, I've got one. I've got okay. one thinking of it. It's more hopeful. I'm more hopeful with it than anything else. But I'm uh, be no surprise to any of our listeners to, to see that I'm putting uh, Captain Tom Moore forward <laughs> as my selection. More in hope than uh, than anything else. Oh, it's took a sinister turn, hasn't it? We've had such a lovely conversation with Wayne, such positivity, <laughs> all about you know, uh, and, and this is this is where we've ended up. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, Hang on, you started it. You started it, Tom, Tom Moore, and I, I refuse to, to to call him by what he is uh, by his knighthood. So we yeah, had Captain Tom Captain Moore. Tom me. Moore. Okay, they're the three in. If the listeners want to get in touch, give us a shout. Let us know who you want, and we'll. Uh, I'll keep... Can I just say though, lad, your Peggy stole a march. Have you seen? Have you seen Parky lately? No, that's what he said. He's seen him a couple of times. Doesn't look great. Oh, he doesn't lad. think. Yeah, I think he's on his way out. Lad, he looks terrible. You know, yeah. He was on Good Morning Britain, and just there to quote Uncle Junior. Yeah, just another toothpick. Do you reckon? Waiting to happen. Comes to mind, like. Ah, well. Really bad. Yeah, really bad. Well, yeah. we'll see. So, but yeah, Captain Tom Moore. Okay. Quietly confident. Thinking of thinking of forecasts and picking things and picking outcomes. Let's move on to the solo tip of the week, shall we, Popey? See you around on a rainy night in Soho. The wind was whistling all its shows. Has your betting embargo been lifted, or are you still are you still on the sidelines, lad? No, I'm, I'm well and truly still on a sabbatical. Okay. I've been quite disciplined Good lad. Good uh, lad. the last couple of weekends. That said. Uh, I'd just like to thank the the boys at the Soul Juice Company. We got our well, I don't know about yourself, we did, but yeah. I got a yeah, a nice delivery, a couple of crates of uh, Soho, which will be enough to uh, to keep Baby Grant going until the new year, at least anyway. So Lovely. thanks for that, boys. Much appreciated. Um, I'm gonna put. I was speaking to Craig, my brother-in-law, who listens to the All show. All right, Craig. He mentioned he'd message it on the Instagram page regarding Harry Kane, PFA Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. 
uh, last weekend. I think he's been backed in since. So anyway, just following on from that chat, we were looking at like other markets and other potential value. And um, I think we'd both agreed, despite the start your boy Calvert-Lewin's had to the season, um, we thought there was a bit of value in Jota, young player of the year. Ooh, I think at the time when I was speaking to him on Saturday night, 10 to 1. But let's have a little look okay. what he is now. Jota, Jota, young player. The, how old is he, uh, Pope? Does he de- I mean, if he's in the bet, I presume he qualifies. Have you got to be, is it under 23, is it? How old is Jota? I think he's 22, you know, 22, 23. 22. Young yeah, so we will. Yeah, you wouldn't think it. I, for whatever reason, Steve, it's only William Hill giving prices at the minute. So when we looked at it, which is mad, when we looked at it on Saturday night, Jota, believe it or not, everyone had the markets on it at the time. Yeah. I think it was after the last game. Yeah. Uh, and there was as big as 10 to 1. It's only William Hill who've got a market. It's 4 to 1, but I'm sure, lad, when the other when it opens back up. firm start yeah. putting the prices back up, I th- I'm sure you'll get 6 or 7. Yeah. I'm sure 4 will be the shortest. But bit of value. 4, not so much. But if you can get maybe... Six, seven to one upwards. I'd certainly say there's a bit of value in Jose PFA, uh, young player. Of the keep year. your eye on that. Keep your eye on it. Before I give my pick, I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to to ourselves and to the people who backed us and followed us on a former tip of the week on William Hill shares. We said about getting stuck into William Hill shares, and the takeover actually happened, didn't it, Popey, last week? So yeah. There's a few, there's a good handful of people there who, who followed them now. The deal won't go through till the middle of next year. We've both cashed out, haven't we? We've both sold our shares now. There won't be much movements between now and when the deal finally goes through. But I think for a couple of for a couple of pence difference, I think I dealt at £2.68 rather than the agreed um, sale price to Caesars Entertainment at £2.72. I'd cash out now, take the money and run, just in case something goes on down the line with all this COVID going on, and, and make yourself a tidy profit. Yeah, about a, about a four or five times your money profit, I think, on, on the old Hill shares. Yeah, it was certainly the biggest the biggest winner I've had, and uh, betting wise, if you can if you can fuck call it a bet. Obviously, it's an investment, but still, yeah, biggest return I've had. But at the same time, I, I can't help but think it's bittersweet. Mm. I'd gone into it. I'd initially bought shares at 65p a share. I know you've gone in it cheaper than that. Yeah. But I'd, I'd gone into it and I was really confident, obviously, given the holding they've got in America and the deal they've got with Eldorado Resorts, who've just bought um, Caesars Hotels. Yeah. And, and obviously, given their standing as the biggest bookmaker over in America and as laws and legislation start to ease all across America, I think there's only, what is it, about 16 states across the whole of America which have legalised it. The rest to follow in due yeah. course, no yeah. doubt. Um, so I was thinking, I was thinking retirement fund. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was eyeing yeah. up all of the homes, the full works. I thought, because if you look at the rival companies, Flutter Entertainment, for instance, who own, I think, DraftKings, Betfair, Paddy Power, I think they're like over 100 quid a share. And yeah. all right, that would have took time. So the fact we're only getting £2.72 uh, is a little bit bittersweet. It was, it was, but I'm not it was, one to, it was uh, to knock it was. a winner at the same time. So bittersweet, but yeah, no. Big winning on the list. At the same time, we can't grumble. Without the interest, without the firm who actually ended up buying us out and almost stopping the growth and taking it over to America, without them, the shares would probably be still at 50-odd P, probably even less now if there was no interest from America. So 
I think it's happy days. I think you've just got yeah, to take your profits and get out of here. <clears throat> and hopefully, yeah. my pick this weekend, I know we've covered the fight a lot and boxing a lot this weekend, but even before we had Wayne on, this is a fight that I've been looking at for the last couple of months in the diary. It's been on and off with the COVID. But I am going to take Lyndon Arthur as a little outsider on Saturday. I think he's 5-1 to one across the board. I've had an eye on it for a few weeks. Behave yourself, lad. This is just purely on the back of the info that Wayne's just given us then. Very kindly so. I think we'll all be getting stuck in now, won't we? Popey, I swear to you, Anthony Yard has been one on my to-get list in my folder, which is a list of boxers I have who I see who I think they're going to come unstuck probably a little bit sooner than sooner than later. Daniel Dubois was actually on that list as well. You'll be uh, you'll be happy to know. Well here we go again. Uh, we found out as well it was revealed during the interview with Wayne as everyone's just heard that he also gave you uh Joyce last week. Nah 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 I told Wayne I said Wayne be back and <laughs> Joyce right, and Stanley calm down <laughs> <laughs> but Wayne, the way that stood out to me there from Wayne, I was open to get, because I haven't actually placed a bet yet, but I was looking to get a little bit of, obviously you can't get better insight than as assistant trainer, can you? And the way the, oh, the way they used, off, yeah. the way they used was frustration. We need to frustrate Anthony Yard and, Lyndon Arthur has got the style, he's long, he can fight with his back against the ropes, he's quite happy to spoil, to just use that jab, fight at distance, fight in, in patches, and I just think he's got, like he said there, he's fought Boatsy, he's fought these boys in the amateurs, and he had, he's very much like Dubois, he's very much uh, right into the professional games, a lot of power, big fitness guy. I think Lyndon Arthur has really got a good chance. For a 5-1 to one shot, I think he should be maybe closer to 15-8, to eight, really, in this fight. I think everyone's gone over the board because of the Kovalev, how close the Kovalev fight was. That Kovalev's got a little fucking baldy head like me nowadays. He's well past his best, you know what I mean? <laughs> loves the ale. It's going to say a bit rich coming from you, yeah. Loves the ale. Yeah, loves hell. the so ale. It sounds like you're talking about yourself there, lad, doesn't it? Well, yeah. little baldy fella who loves you the ale. be talking about yourself. Yeah, exactly. And past his best, more so than ever. Broken body as well. Yeah, possibly. I think what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to lay the yard KO. So if the fight goes the distance, you'll get paid out as well. That should be around about... He didn't have odds up for it yet, but that should be around about... I think it should be odds on. The yard KO will probably be about five to six, I'd imagine. So I'll be laying that and have a little go on on um, Lyndon Arthur as well to win the fight of five to one. And have a tiny cover on the draw just in case they, uh, they pull the rug from him if, if he does win a close one. So what are you doing, Steve? You're putting that in a double with Sheffield United, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield United's going to be a single this week. Learn from your mistakes, my friend. Uh, Learn from your mistakes. It's got to come off at some time for me, hasn't, hasn't it, Sheffield United? I will be laying Leicester half-time full-time at Bramall Lane on Sunday, so might need me fucking... Forget a COVID test, I might need an uh, lobotomy, I think, come Monday if that doesn't go in. I think you already need one, but yeah. Anyway. What's the rest of your good stuff? What's, what's your weekend Enjoyed saying, Pope? If you're not gambling, I know um, Mike Skinner's actually releasing his live gig again. Um, you can buy that again for the next forty-eight hours, by all accounts, from tomorrow. And also Liam Gallagher has got a live gig on Saturday. Are you getting involved in any of those? Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> not interested. No, not in the Gallagher one. No, I've 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 done me Gallagher bit this year which we've obviously touched on in the show previously. And I'll be doing me, uh, me Mike Skinner bit next year, which obviously we need to uh, revisit that with the listeners at some point, probably save it till the new, the new year once we've got a, once we've hopefully got a better 
indication of what's happening with travel restrictions around COVID. But yeah, I'm giving them enough of me money and enough of me time. So uh, no, I, I certainly won't be tuning into either over the weekend. I actually um, aired Liam's new one on Jonathan Ross on Saturday. I don't know if you've caught it. Yeah, real Christmassy vibes. Is the possibly and his by the way his voice sounded fucking terrific. I think the pubs being closed has been very beneficial to his vocal range. Liam Gallagher sounded uh, quite clear. Peak Oasis days. Is the possibly? It's just come to me now, lad. Is there a is there a bit of value in uh, Liam Gallagher being Christmas number one? Possibly. I don't know, he's hardly the nation's favourite, is he? If it was Gary Barlow on the vocals, then you'd have a better shout, I would have thought. Mm, mm, I maybe look into that, I might put it up on the page. I've got a feeling people seem to like... I think Jimmy Lee described it, didn't he, as a bit, bit John Lewis advert? But well, know. he's definitely gone for the Christmas market, like. There's no two ways about it. He's going for that uh, that Christmas release, and I don't know, might be a bit of value there. I'll have a look into it, and we'll, we'll post it up, hey, if I can get some odds on it. Okay, my mate. All right, Poppy. I'm going to shoot anyway, finally do yeah, some been, work. It's been a marathon, on it, this one, lad, but all good. I think Wayne was great. Not half, yeah. Thanks to Wayne Smith again. I know, our listeners, might have, our listeners might have to listen to this in about three or four sittings, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's going to take that in it, I think, yeah. But uh, hats off to Wayne, for Wayne Smith for joining us again. Big thanks to him, and uh, we'll catch you up yeah, next week. One, we'll catch you up next week, eh, Poppy sound? Look forward to it, buddy. Take Come care. Come on, Lyndon. See you later. Ta-da, Pope. <laughs> See you later. All that is Linda's, Linda's flying?